He brings it in. No runs, no hits, no errors. After one inning, the A's are up by one. This pitcher's in a groove. That inning took no time at all. Next up, Jermaine Dye. The two-seamer. It's tough for a hitter to stay on a pitch that dives like that. Circle chain. Tried to get him to chase the ball up in the zone. No dice. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's lower that down, folks. All right, everybody, welcome to SportsCube 74. I guess tonight it is brought to you by As Far As The Eye. Travel with your tribe towards the center of the world in a new roguelike turn-based resource management game. And that is available today. So uh, right from the gate, we, we have a sponsor, guys. We've, we've made the big time. We're famous. I can dig it. Oh, I yeah. can dig it. Uh, all right, so 74th episode, sports stuff happened over the last week since our last episode on last Tuesday, September 1st. So uh, there's lots of stuff that went down. Andrew, your lightning spanked the Islanders. Charles, our Miami Heat, squandered a possible sweep. Uh, you're very angry at your baseball team. And just very happy with his baseball team. I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping with my baseball team. That's all I can say. Football's <laughs> about to start. Uh, at least significant college football teams, quote unquote. Uh, NFL will start this week. Bunch of other stuff. I don't even know where to start. You want to go to hockey, Andrew? You want to just get get it out of the way? That that's the uh, sure. Why not? That's that's. Uh, What's going down here? I have some notes and some stuff that went down. All right. So we're down to both the Eastern and Western Conference final for the National Hockey League. All of the games will be played in Edmonton at the Rogers Place from now on to the end of the Stanley Cup final. And uh, as far as the... Western Conference is concerned. We had the Vegas Golden Knights against the Dallas Stars. A very interesting matchup. We uh, Two Sunbelt teams, so we'll be guaranteed a Sunbelt finalist this year. And the Lightning move on. An all-Sunbelt Stanley Cup final, which will really piss off Canada. Because uh, with the elimination of the Vancouver Canucks... Uh, how many years is it, Andrew? Since, uh, 27. Uh, 27 years since the Montreal Canadiens last won a Stanley Cup in 93 and the last Canadian franchise to hoist the cup. So it's, there are people alive. There's a, an entire generation of, of fans who don't know what it's like to have a parade down the one road that Canada has, as we learned from South Park. Blame Canada. 
Canada only has one road. It goes from Vancouver to to Nova Scotia or Newfoundland. Which one's the furthest east out there? Not even sure. Either way, which province? Yeah, which province is the furthest east? Uh, it's either Nova Scotia or New Brunswick. There we go, BU. He's right there. It's those, those Newfies. Like oh, Newfies. Okay, yeah. so I was okay. wrong. All right. According to South Park, they practice sodomy, but uh, we're not going to talk about that. All right, everybody. You know, there's no kink shaming here. If certain players like to have certain excrements placed on top of them, so be it. Right, it. Right, right Charles. Um, are you referring to Odokalax Beckham? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and we're going to comment on that later. Not about the extra theme, but the beauty of puns in fantasy football. Oh, my God. When we get to our football, uh, rather, because a certain man has Odell Beckham on his team, and Listen, me being man. six years old changed my team's name in a heartbeat when I found out <laughs> about it. But continue about <laughs> hockey. All we're, right. we're in uh we're we're in Edmonton, right? Is that what you said where the bubble's at? Yeah, yeah, we're we're in uh we're in Edmonton. We're in the bubble. And I guess we'll start with the Western Conference final. So game one between Nova Scotia is the furthest east on the mainland. Okay, alright, so there's there's uh BU's contribution there. Alright. The we stars... always appreciate BU. Exactly. The stars went up one zero. Over the Vegas Golden Knight and in man, what an, a really good game one. I mean, if you like defense, if you like low scoring games, that's the game that you watch. But it's a Stanley Cup playoff game, and it had all the markings of of such a game, and, and two very good teams. Um, and uh, I mean, the fact that you had Kudobin, who's been doing great for the Stars. In this playoff run, listen. There's no, there's no playing favorites when amongst the goaltenders in these, in these Stanley Cup playoffs. Look, whoever's hot, and and you play them. But um, so Kudobin did a fantastic job limiting the uh, shutting out the Golden Knights in that game. But the surprising thing was Andrew that the, the Knights started and went with Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, that was very interesting. And I think from some some people speculate, and I think it makes a lot of sense when you hear, is that the, you know the, the the Knights have been riding on Robin Lehner for this playoff run so far, and I think the Golden Knights played. I, 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 I might be mistaken, but I think at the very least they played uh, three games in four nights. Or something close to that. So, it only makes sense that you would want to preserve him at the very least. Look, throw Flurry out there. And this is the beauty of having two capable goaltenders on your team. That's why uh, you always love having the one-two punch. Uh, it's very rare that you have the 1A and the 1B. Uh, usually, your, your number two goaltender, your backup goaltender is... Is serviceable at best, but uh, Laner took over the job from Flurry, and of course Laner started uh, when he was in Buffalo and in some other stops there. So it's not out of the questions that he can't be a starter in this league. And Flurry, look, he's he's got the pedigree, he's got the 
Uh, the not, stand- not the not the wrestling move pedigree. The good baseball player, uh, good football. Uh, Jesus, good <laughs> hockey player pedigree. Sorry, I have I have a baseball game on my screen, and yeah. then uh, I was just modding for college football, so that's why. Who's playing? What Who's... for college? Oh no, it's just regular regular week stuff. Oh, okay. I thought somebody was playing tonight. All right. Um, but Flurry, he, listen, I mean, we talked about Flurry a couple weeks back now and he's, you know, he's, he's been a good sport about it. His agent was kind of a dick for putting him in a rough position, but look at that. What Flurry comes, do? yeah, Flurry comes in and he only let one go by him. Just one. That was, that was it. And uh, what more could you ask for? In fact, now the Golden Knights have another, like, hey, I, they could start later, but they're perfectly set in throwing Flurry back out there. Why not? It's if Laner even struggles just a bit, you you've got your your one B, and so I I don't expect the Stars to 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 make this easy for the, for uh, as far as winning this series. It will not be easy from that game one um vegas had some mistakes against vancouver Uh, i thought they should have taken care of that team a lot quicker than they did although uh uh, thatcher damko kind of uh sullied some of that some of that notion for vegas but regardless there were some cracks in the knight's armor which all right, I, I did a thing. Hey, look at that. Uh, <laughs> there are some 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 cracks in the knight's armor there that Vancouver did expose. The the Dallas Stars played very physical. They're a very different team than Vancouver, and both teams are are set up with veterans and good goaltenders. So it's going to be a great series. Um, I enjoyed Game One very much. So. And, yeah, complete opposite of what happened in the Eastern Conference, Andrew. That is true. Um, (laughs) I I assumed you watched that entire game. I did, from start to finish. All right. Well, what was your your – you posted on our group chat. uh, What was it? What did you post? Uh, The Lightning looked good that night or something like that? They played well tonight. Yeah, I, and I said that was an understatement. I um, I, you guys probably know me. I'm superstitious in some ways about sports. Um, you know, I was I was very distraught when I had to shave my playoff beard for work purposes. Um, because I had to go on a, a webcam or whatever. But um, oh, oh man, oh my my Vegas Golden Knights freaking statement would have gone great with that Crusader Kings three <laughs> advertisement right there. Sheesh, just a little too late, just like a minute too late there. Crusader Kings three, welcome back. Um, you know I wear my lightning hat to every uh, at every game when I'm watching it, but mm-hmm. um, you know lightning played well. Um. I think the debate over rest versus rust 
uh, was was put to bed pretty quickly. If that's uh, what you wanted. You right. Wanted uh, the rest. Exactly. Um, you know, for those who weren't uh, for those who weren't um, following, we got our series with Boston done relatively quick. It was a five game series, and considering that we had been in two pretty rough and tumble series with Columbus, including that five overtime. Uh, game one in that series, and then another five games with Boston, who was really hitting hard. Um, I was I was glad that we got a few days off, uh, and I was hoping that the Islanders-Flyers series would go to seven, which it did, and I was hoping that there would be a few overtime games in there, which there were. Um, I was hoping, A, for us to be more rested, and B, for them to be a bit more beaten up uh, and tired. And the debate was, do the Lightning come out fresher and better because of the three days rest they had versus are they rusty and the Islanders coming off of an emotional series uh, will be in the better position to take it. And luckily the rest... Uh, one out there. Um, you know, someone pointed out on Twitter, and this person is a bit, um, I don't know, overzealous, I guess, as a fan. I'm not sure the best way to put it. A homer, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, homer. Well, um, both. Yeah, both. I guess both. You know, the kind of guy that is like, every call against the team is some BS by the refs. Oh, he's a Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Which, admittedly, uh, there have been some bad calls um, in this series, uh, but one, for the most part, the ones last were legit. Um, but, you know, he made a good point that there's one player that kind of, admittedly, it was 6-1 at the time it happened, but he kind of kind of took the play off, if you will, and it uh, led to a goal, which really shouldn't have happened. Uh, the player, uh, Tyler Johnson, um, he kind of coasted into the into the defensive zone, let a guy get behind him. I think it was, I forget who it was, but the guy got right into the slot and just roofed it past uh, Vasilevsky uh, to make it 6-2, which... At the end of the day, you know, it, it didn't really hurt, um, but it was unfortunate to see the lack of play there. Sounds um, like another Tyler Johnson that Francisco and I are very familiar with. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a good Tyler Johnson. So, and and Johnny, as they call him, um, you know, he's he's a good player, and you know, he's incredibly effective on offense. Uh, just hoping that uh, he he kind of sticks it out a little bit more on defense because, look, I know that we won 8-2, but I am not counting on that for the remainder of the game. Oh, no. I, I um, mean, yikes. I, I was surprised that the Islanders even let that happen. I, I was I, When I saw the score, I'm like, what is happening? I, what, I, I mean, yikes. 
But I yeah, don't. I, I, I do not see the Islanders letting. They're going to make a lot of adjustments, and you will not see that happen again. Right. And, and if it does know, happen again, they just hand the cup to the Lightning. <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> My I, team's not in. I can say it. <laughs> so I mean. I mean, like I said, I'm not taking anything for granted. Mm. Um, you know, I'm assuming that each game is going to be like a 1-0 contest. Um, that's how I go into every game. And again, I'm just a fan. I'm not a player. So surely they're thinking the same thing. Um, I mean, but I, I think it's a good omen that we were able to get off to such a quick start. Um, you know, Braden Point is... Pardon the pun. He is on point. Oh yeah! Look, look at this. Look at look at the numbers from Braden Point. So, just that game alone, I had two goals, he had three, three assists, or oh, three assists, Jeez. And, and five points for that game. And overall in the playoffs, he's got eight goals. He's got uh, let's see, in total points, twenty three points, which leads the the team. Uh, just two above Kucherov at 21. So both of them are having uh, Con Smythe esque performances there. And we'll actually get to the Con Smythe in a uh, Con Smythe in a little bit um, as our learning goof segment. Yeah. But you know what's incredible is there was a good chance that Point would not actually be uh, a Lightning. Uh, a bolt because so when we drafted him in 2014 he was drafted 79th by us we had to trade up to get him because we were assuming that the team that was a spot ahead of us I forget who we traded with uh, there was a good chance that they were gonna pick him so we traded I think a seventh round pick or something to get point and by golly, that worked out really well for us. Yeah. Um, and then, as you mentioned briefly, Kucherov, um, he did something last night that I have never seen, nor a lot of people. Um, I forget who it was. I think it was Kevin Weeks uh, posted on Twitter that there's such thing as like hockey sense, there's something as hockey IQ, and he coined this new term for what Kucherov did uh, on his goal last night, which was incredible. So what happened was someone did a saucer pass over a stick to Kucherov. Kucherov, when the puck was on its bounce after, so it bounced once on the ice near him, it bounced up, Kucherov lifted his stick, flipping the puck over another stick, get to, essentially is a saucer bound. The player I forget who it was, who was coming up the right side, Kucherov continued up the middle, cross-crease, one-timer pass, Kucherov puts it in the final as the goalie was coming across, I have never seen anything like that, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I, I so, just put, I just put it on the screen here. What you just mentioned uh, from Kucherov Kevin is 
feeling it. Yeah, he 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 called it uh, hockey genius, and that right. is that is hockey genius. Uh, and I re- I distinctly remember Kucherov because uh, last season with all the jokes about losing, uh, getting swept in the first round, uh, right after that regular season, uh, and, and the, the, you know, the, the joke Keenan had uh, about the Lightning setting the record for. Uh, or tying the record for most victories, and then setting the record, tying the record for uh, for for least victories in a playoff. Right. And then and... Uh, Kucherov was like like giving Keenan Thompson the stink eye, which is great. And they they all remember it. It's all that's burned into their their minds, and it's it's fueling them so far in this playoff run. Yeah, and I mean that's part of the reason why I I'm never getting my hopes up. I mean. In the span of, I, I, I guess what I'm bringing UCF into this. In the span of uh, 15, 16, in the span of five seasons, UCF. I experienced a winless UCF season and a sweep in the opening round of the NHL playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't take anything for granted anymore. <laughs> I. I am nervous as hell before any game because I just I don't know what is going to happen. Um, so and as Eddie Olchek keeps saying in every game that twice now because we had a big uh, win I think it was seven one against Boston in the last series um, and then of course this eight two win he keeps yeah. saying. Doesn't matter if it's like a two-one victory or an eight-two victory; it's a loss all the same. And he's absolutely right. Uh, although in some ways, I think it's worse because they're just going to be pissed off. Um, and that's why I was worried about that that one in Boston against Boston because I was afraid. Well, crap! They're going to get pissed. Uh, but luckily, it didn't turn into anything, and we still won the series. Um, we won the next game. I believe it was uh, game four that the sh- that the blowout yeah. happened. So, um, so yeah, I I'm not taking much for granted with this, but uh, it's, it's definitely a good sign. All right, so now uh, let's 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 do a little learning for Charles here. So we we mentioned the Conn Smythe Trophy. I, I don't know if you I know think what, I know that, what is. that is though. That's is the it? MVP of the whole. Not Stanley Cup playoffs, Look right? Look at that! Look at that! Because we last did we year we kind of did the segment, yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I guess I forgot to erase it from the. Well, uh... re- well, remember, I might be an educated goof, but there's always the back to school segment, ladies and gentlemen. This is your Rodney Dangerfield back to school segment <laughs> about the Con Smith Trophy. I mean, we 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 already discussed in a previous episode, but yeah, the MVP of the entire playoff. So okay, all right. Uh, other news, NHL news. Bobby Ryan, he wins the the Bill Masterton Trophy, which we did talk about before as well. And do you remember what that is, Charles? That's is that best defensive player or is that just MVP? No, it's uh, it's a you you won't know it from the funny Canadian names. It's basically like the the comeback player of the year. Ah, okay. So uh, Bobby Ryan, Andrew, you know this story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he uh, earlier in this weird season, in the 2019 portion of it. In November, he 
had to walk away from the game, entered the NHL's player assistance program because he is an alcoholic. And I guess it was affecting his life uh, to the point where he just could not continue playing. And so he goes in, he gets help, and he finally is able to make it back to playing in, in uh, later on in the season before everything uh, was uh, put on hold. And he comes back and has a hat trick in his first game back in Ottawa as he plays for the Ottawa Senators. Um, very emotional for him. He was crying afterwards. I'm sure a lot of people were crying. I was crying. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, just a guy that admitted he had a problem, which a lot of people don't do. And, mm-hmm. you know, heck, we've all seen that in our lives, in our line of works uh, as well. I said works, which is weird. Um, and uh, the, look, Bobby Ryan's not an insignificant player either, Andrew. He's not. He he's he's good, man. He's yeah. He he was originally with the Anaheim Ducks. Um, was a uh, 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 he made the All Star team in 2015. Uh, he was uh, I think he was traded for for Silverberg. That was the trade between Ottawa and and Anaheim to get him. And he won a silver medal in the 2010 Olympic Games in Vancouver. Uh, and he's he's had he had a, a bit of a struggle, but uh, he's not a bad player. And look, Ottawa's rebuilding. I don't know if he's going to be part of that rebuilding process. But so he's an active player. Yeah, yeah. he's an active player. Yes. So and well, let me let me give a. Just let me give the official definition here of what the Bill Masterton uh, trophy is. <clears throat> Want to get it straight from the NHL. Right. Um, and that's voted on by the NHL, the uh, Professional Hockey Writers Association. It's given, quote, to the NA, a National Hockey League player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. Right. And by that kind of virtue, by virtue of that definition, it usually goes to somebody who has suffered some sort of a severe injury, health, uh, uh, health issue, but sometimes it's not. Like, um, um, yeah, sometimes it goes to guys who lose family members in their lives and then, right. Like for example, um, well, the most recent one that didn't have anything to do with health was, um, your good friend, Yaramir Yager. Um, Yager was just because he was freaking doing what he was doing at that age. Right. Um, but like in the past couple of years, uh, Robin Leonard, who yeah. is obviously now with the Golden Knights, um, he stepped aside for a little bit because he went to counseling and help for uh, alcoholism and bipolar disorder. Yeah. Uh, he did, And then year before that, Brian Boyle was diagnosed with leukemia. Yep. Craig Anderson, his wife, was diagnosed with cancer. Yep. And so on. So it's, 
it's sort of an award to commemorate and to honor players who kind of went above and beyond to maintain a high quality of play. Um, and the, the Craig Anderson one, which also with the Ottawa Senators at the time, I don't know what it is with the Senators and really good feel-good feel stories. Well, it's because the hockey gods have to have some sort of karma for having right. such an awful owner, right? And, and Eugene Melnick, so <laughs> it's a trade-off, I guess. So, and I'll send the link to you uh, for this, Charles, because uh, right. you'll get a little choked up as well. But yeah. Anderson um, was absent for a few for a few games because his. Um, and- he left mid-season to be with his wife, who was diagnosed with cancer. Was that the season that Ottawa made it to the Eastern Conference Final? Yes, it was. And they lost in, like, Game, game seven. 7. Yeah, against the, the Penguins. And, unfortunately, the Penguins went on to win the, the Stanley Cup after that, so who yeah. knows what would happen um, if the Sens made it through. But in Anderson's first game back... Um, he he got a shutout. He he blanked the other team, and it was an away game, mind you, but he still got the first star. Yeah. Um. And well, more than that, because away players will get stars all the time, but the crowd gave him a long-standing ovation. Yeah, hockey fans are usually in the in the up and up with with some of these circumstances, um, it, just by the hardcore nature of hockey fans. In general, so you know, Bill Masterton Trophy. You know, good on Bobby Ryan for getting that. Um, all right. So I, I guess that's, yeah. Th- those are all our hockey points here, Charles. I hope you learned something here today, and hope whoever was listening learned something as well. All right. So we're at the half hour mark. Uh, baseball is happening. Baseball is indeed happening. Uh, I, I do want to start because I think it's appropriate as well to do a let's haul y'all segment here. Uh, I, I I told you guys that you can kind of guess who I'm going. To, I'm, I'm highlighting two today. Um, and this was this was a rough week uh, in the baseball community. So very unfortunate. Yeah. So the first one we're we're we'll go with the the first one who who passed most recently last week and a half. Uh, Tom Seaver. Hall of Fame pitcher for the New York Mets, most notably. And, I mean, this guy, his numbers are ridiculous. I mean, dear Lord. Uh, uh, Made it uh, Hall of Fame class of 1992. Uh, He went to uh, USC for for college um, because he's he's from California, from Fresno. Uh, Drafted in 1965 in the 10th round by the L.A. Dodgers. However, he chose not to sign. The following season, the Atlanta Braves drafted him, but uh, for some reason, Major League Baseball voided the the draft selection. So he signs. Seaver eventually just signs with the Atlanta Braves, um, or not with the Atlanta Braves, the New York Mets as an amateur free agent. Um, and what does he do? He wins the National League Rookie of the Year in 1967. He then wins the 1969 World Series, a very nice World Series along with Nolan Ryan and, and, uh, and who they called it, the Miracle Mets, defeating the Baltimore Orioles, who were favored in that series. And, and part of the reason, well, Charles, do you know why they were the Miracle Mets? 
Was it, was it the, um, which year are we talking about? I was I, in and out because I was looking at the uh, Heat game. Sorry. 69. Uh, oh, is it because it's a, a miracle that the Mets can get into a 69 phase? Ha ha ha, back up. <laughs> no, I don't know. I know Tom Seaver, but, you know, strong opinion, but they, this is a good way for baseball as well. There's only so much knowledge I'll put into if it's in my past that I probably read about it and then it just got processed into miscellaneous information. Gotcha. So what is their thing? Well, the Mets' uh, first season was 63, I believe. Okay. Either 63 or 62. Or was it earlier? I don't know. But something with 63 was that they... I mean, the, the 1962, it was the inaugural season of the New York Mets. Before they moved in... They just absolutely shit the bed. I thought it was their inaugural season in 1962. I'll have to look that up, but... Uh, either way. those years, they just absolutely were awful. Um, and then six or seven years later, there they are winning the World, uh, World Series. So it was I, a miracle that they were actually able to do that well. Hmm. So, I mean, not not to take away, but to add on to that, is that just even, so I guess in the 60s and 70s, they just had unrealistic propaganda against sports, because seven years into it, you have a building foundation, because you think about the last franchise team, not counting the Vegas Knights, or whatever the hell they call themselves these days, you know, I think about the Houston Texans, 2000, what, three or four is when their reception was, and they were got off until B.O.B. showed up, and hmm. then... um. So it's just interesting that they were petty almost. I, I mean, years, remember the New York Mets. The New York Mets were coming in. They came into New York uh, after the the Giants and the Dodgers left, mm-hmm. and then the Giants and the Dodgers found success in California. The Yankees were in the middle of that freaking insane run in the fifties and the early sixties of just World Series after World Series after World Series, and the Mets. Somehow they put a team together that figured it out and and was awesome for one year. And then I think they went back in 1973 to the World Series and lost to the Oakland A's. But it, it was kind of like a, a hope for all expansion franchises. Hey, it's, it's not going to take forever for you to be good. You can find a way. And and so Tom Seaver was known for the New York Mets. He's, his nickname was The Franchise. And right. I mean, Mets fans. I mean, he is he's he's the guy. He's the guy that that ushered in the New York Mets as a legitimate sports team, uh, even though they're the butt of a lot of jokes. Uh, regardless, he legitimized the New York Mets. And so, I mean, uh, three Cy Young Awards, a 12 time All Star, uh, three time ERA title uh, winner. Uh, he had a 19 strikeout game, which at the time was tying the record against San Diego in 1970. He no-hit the St. Louis Cardinals in 1978. He had 3,000 strikeouts uh, and 300 wins. So those are the, the magic numbers for, for pitchers for, for Hall of Fame status. Uh, he was traded to the Cincinnati Reds, played with them, uh, the Chicago White Sox, and the Boston Red Sox at the end of his career. And, yeah, he's the franchise. That's, that's Tom Seaver. Uh, so, next is Lou Brock, who just recently passed away this this past weekend, and he's also just straight up legend, straight up, uh, just gigantic legend here. Uh, 
So Lou Brock, uh, Hall of Fame class of 1985, left fielder, uh, played at Southern University, which is, uh, what's the nickname, Andrew? Hold on, be right there. <laughs> He'll be back. All right. Uh, uh, he was he went undrafted, signed as amateur free agent with uh, the Chicago Cubs, and he played I think like uh, three and uh, three seasons, and then uh, midway through the fourth season with the Cubs, he was traded to St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, but we'll we'll I'll get I'll get back to that later. Some some so let's let's take a look at these the the huge numbers here. Uh, Six time All Star. Uh, two-time World Series champion, 1964 and 1967 with the Cardinals, 3,000 hits, uh, just 938 career stolen bases, which at the time he was retiring was the record until Ricky Henderson basically uh, shattered that record. But he, Lou Brock, Lou Brock originally shattered the stolen base record. Uh, I was I was asking Andrew, uh, Southern University, nickname of the team. Uh, I think they're out in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I mean, I know colors are blue and yellow, if I remember correctly. All or right. blue and gold. Um, yeah, I'm I'm stumped. Oh wow, I was surprised. Well, I don't know what it is. That's what I was asking you. Uh, all right. Let me uh, look it up. It's probably some sort of and, dog or cat. <laughs> and my guess is, when I read it, I'm going to be, you know. Uh, Face palming because of course I knew it. Well, first off, blue and gold. I was correct. Well, Columbia blue and gold, and it's the Jaguars. Okay, so it was like some sort of cat. All right. So Southern University. That's that's who he played for in college. Uh, yeah, he, he shattered the stolen base record so much so that the National League created the stolen base award for whoever got the most stolen bases in a single season for the National League every year. And they named it after Lou Brock, while Lou Brock was still an active player. Like uh, respect. His, yeah, his last two seasons of his career. Uh, so he never personally won his own award, but they freaking named it after him while he was still playing. Um, and and yeah, the huge thing was, uh, and uh, people posted this on Twitter. He was traded by the Chicago Cubs to the St. Louis Cardinals. And there's an underlying, you know, uh, horrible thing that happened. Why? Because the, there were some in the Cubs organization and season ticket holders that complained that they thought the Chicago Cubs had too many black players on their team. So the Cubs traded him to the St. Louis Card uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals for, and this is. Where I do the nice little segue here. Uh, players will remember to forget. Because you won't know who this guy is. And I didn't, surely did not know until I saw this. Alright. So his name is... And I gotta find it on my freaking thing here. Alright. There he is. And the... Uh, gosh darn. I can't even spell the name right. Well, that's how forgetful he is. I can't even spell the name right. Our Ernie Broglio. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Let's Can we see. just appreciate you for being able to segue that into a truly irrelevant like player? <laughs> like Thank he, you. ladies and gentlemen, I don't plan. You guys know this barely. Francisco <laughs> is working 
protecting people's rights <laughs> and then making sure you have the right to be entertained on this damn show. We don't so, get... Crusader Kings three. Let me segue that into Francisco, yeah. guys. C- Crusader right. Kings three just doesn't hand out sponsorships to anybody, you know. Exactly. All right, so Ernie Broglio, uh, he was a major league pitcher uh, out of El Cerrito High School somewhere in California. Uh, played for two teams: the St. Louis Cardinals, Chicago Cubs, between 1959 and 1966. His stats are there. I mean, he was an okay pitcher, I guess you would say. Uh, 77 to 74, 3.74 ERA as a starter. Uh, he passed away last year. Uh, so I'm not trying to sully you, Senor Broglio, but I'm just saying. Uh, you are considered... Th- this trade for Lou Brock and you is considered... I- I'm talking like as if he's watching this show from beyond the grave. Uh, <laughs> maybe he is. Maybe he is. Left in Easter. Spanish visitors coming in with the energies. Clairvoyance, just to tell him that he sucks. That's polite. So, so Ernie... Uh, and Ernie's family, uh, listen, I mean, you're seeing this all over Twitter now, all right? He was traded for Lou Brock, and Lou Brock goes on to have a Hall of Fame career, and the Cardinals win two World Series, while Ernie Broglio and the Chicago Cubs, he only won seven games for the Cubs over the next three seasons that they had him, and then he promptly retired at the age of 30 because his arm just wasn't good no more. And the Cubs were in the midst of that massive 100-plus year World Series drought. So, uh, I, shame on the Cubs, all right? Uh, retroactive goons for, for uh, back in, in 19, 1964, all right? Uh, Gottlieb's goons, uh, the, the 1964 Chicago. Look at this segue right here. The 1964, Grandma, Grandma Gottlieb goons. Yeah, the 1964 so Chicago Cubs, all right? There were some grandparents and great-grandparents that chose not to have the Chicago Cubs win the World Series because there were too many black guys on their team. So th- these people and the people who work for the Cubs rather have more white guys in the <laughs> and a team that doesn't win the World Series than having a few more black players and having a successful franchise like the St. Louis Cardinals, who have the second most World Series championships behind the New York Yankees. So the 108-year drought, uh, the curse of the Billy Goat, whatever you want to call it, listen, baseball gods know. They know. They know, and they punished the Cubs for it for a very long time. All right? All right. They put Steve Bartman in that seat next to Moises Alou. They knew. The Cubs didn't deserve anything by then. No. Not until 2016. All right. So, the, the retroactive goons, the 1964 Chicago Cubs. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they finished uh, 76 and 86, and the Cardinals won the World Series that year. So, they're, they're perennial rivals, and you traded a Hall of Fame player to them. So, it, it, that's insane. That's kind of like the Red Sox uh, trading Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees. Or Mookie Betts. <clears throat> ah, well, I don't know if the Dodgers are the perennial rivals, but uh, all right. So uh, I guess we're in Gottlieb's goons. Uh, sheesh, I, I didn't expect us to be here, but uh, Charles kind of got me on a roll with the whole Segway thing, and I'm like, ah, let's keep segueing to segways. So uh, Gottlieb's goons, guys. Uh, I know Charles has one because he's steaming I, I, for his I, over his baseball team. Well, it. 
He's not necessarily a... You know what? I'm the goon. I'm the goon <laughs> for having expectations because I'm a, we're gonna, it's going to be a conjoined thing. It's, it's going to be a double... You know, it's going to be a cliffhanger until we get the baseball. I'm the goon for spending 20 bucks on MOB.com on a New York Yankees t-shirt that I think is exceptionally comfy as I go and run in this blistering heat to keep fit. It doesn't chafe my nipples. I don't really have to put Vaseline much on it. I is really this wish I could have 50 more. It's a segue of everything. But I'm the goon who says, oh, let me get this as we're in the midst of being just about six, seven games above 500, and here we are struggling for our lives one game behind. So me, I'm the goon. And you know, I probably deserve it anyway for a lot of stuff that I mess up on, especially like the old Twitter thing with Jeter. You know what? I- I'm a goon for not being like a Marlins fan. I'm a goon for not being, oh, I can't be a Rays fan. They move too much. They're going to be in Montreal next year. Um, I'm just a goon itself. It's me. I- maybe I should prepare myself. I'm not All eloquent. Right. I don't know. Okay. Well, Self-righteous hatred. Well, we'll get to that. I guess in the second half of the show, we're at a 45 minute mark, but we're here on Gottlieb's Goons, guys. And I think we can all agree. I think this is like the, the, the most unanimous of a goon of all time. EA Sports. Yep. Ah, maybe. Yes. I, because I, they did a certain save face today, and I'm going to counteract it when you talk ooh, about it. Oh. I, just, just so you guys know, I'm doing two middle fingers right now. <laughs> Look at these! Look at these guys! Look at these smug pieces of crap! Look at them! EA Sports! Oh my goodness gracious! Oh, where do we begin? Where do we begin, guys? I, I I mean, well, can I can I air my grievances here? Sure. <laughs> where's Where's the Festivus poll? It, it's gonna start because there's no uh, college football, right? Well, I can talk about college football. We had uh, we had a few uh, games this past week. Oh no, I'm talking about uh, EA and the game. Oh the right, they're goons. Well, no, no, no. That's not it. Uh, that's that's not on EA at all. But you don't uh, want them to have them. But I don't want them to have it anymore. No. Um, I grew up with EA Sports. Um, probably the first uh, sports video game I got. Uh, was was NHL '98, and God, what a fun game! '99, uh, fun as hell. Uh, 2000, fun as hell. Um, that was the first year that you could kind of create a a player with you could um, like take a picture of your face um, and then just like, little points to make it accurate. And um, my sister and I, my sister was probably, let's see, 2000, probably like, it was like eight years old at the time, so me and my sister was around 18. Uh, We just went ham on one guy and created an absolute monster um, that should not exist on this planet named Scary Mofo. (laughs) Um, oh, but great. EA Sports, you know, MVP 04, MVP 05, you know, all these games I grew up with, and I still play them today. You know, I, I broke out the old Xbox, uh, I've been playing MVP 05 a bit, and they were just so much fun, and now they've just gone to complete and utter shit. 
Um, and it is so sad. You know, back in the day, you know, there were two companies that I wanted to work for. I wanted to work for ESPN, and I wanted to work for Sports. Both of those are complete shit now, and my... If I were to tell my 10, 12-year-old self that in 20 years or so, uh, EA Sports and ESPN would be shelves of them former selves, I would say, I don't believe you. Uh, that and how in the hell, why am I talking to a 28-year-old who looks like me? That would probably be the first thing that I would say. Um, but yeah, it's just so sad. They... They're so complacent now, and um, I, 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 well, I'll stop, because I had my rant earlier, or not my rant, but my, my long segment earlier when I was talking about the, yeah. uh, the lightning, but it's just, it's sad to see what's happened to such a great company who made such good games. They're, they just don't give a shit. Oh, Unlike yeah. the makers of Crusader Kings 3, rated 10 out of 10 on IGN, and I think 9 out of 10 on GameSpot. Yeah. As well as, as far as, the, as far as the eye. Yeah, I don't know. As far as that that yeah. game just released. You they know? they right. take scores as far as the eye can see, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, and, you know, like, you know the, the, the famous saying, EA Sports, it's in the game. Um, that used to mean something. Back in the day, for those who don't know, and although people who are watching this probably know since you're about our age, it was, <clears> if <throat> it's in the game, it's in the game. And then they just shrunk it down to, it's in the game. And it's not in the game anymore, my <laughs> friends. You know, I, I brought this up the other day. There's a practice field in Madden 21 where it's, it's, it still says there's a banner that says Madden 19. They have not touched that file in two years. Yeah. And then you've got, well, I see Francisco is playing all of these uh, clips right now. It's, they, they're putting the bare minimum in. And it's unfortunate because Thanks to EA, we have this whole, you know, arms race. It's not even an arms race. You know, 2K basically owns the, basically owns uh, NBA right now. Um, Sony basically owns baseball. It's all because Madden, the EA Sports decided, you know what, we're going to buy the rights to the I NFL. I mean, all right, so. And since then, it's just gone completely downhill because they don't have any competition. And, and that's and that's and, the, the whole thing with this. Um, it's just so sad. I hate yeah. it. All right, so guys. So much. Wait, can you guys hear me? I don't know if you guys hear me. Sorry, my rant is over. I know I said I wasn't going to do one, but here I am with a rant. Hey, guys, can you hear me? I don't think you guys can hear me. I, I feel like I have one now that's not me, just to kind of <laughs> jump oh. on it a little bit. Yeah. And... It always kind of goes into like the prima donna standpoints of players, but kind of, it's a soft goon. It's a soft goon. Nothing too crazy, but um, Leonard Fournette. Can I talk about it for like two seconds to kind of? By all means, I'm, I'm pissed with him too. Well, 
So here's the thing, and you should because this affects your UCF guys and back in the day, but he on the radar recently just say because now he's in Tampa. He got lucky. He gets cut out, waved out, and here he be. Um, apparently Francisco's having some tech difficulties, so we'll manage it a little bit. So he gets released from Jacksonville, goes through waivers. I mean, look, Jack. It's the truth. Like Dave Caldwell has been the GM for, you know, yes. Yeah. Welcome back. Oh, perfect. You know what? Maybe I should unmute my freaking mic as well so everybody can hear me talking about this. You know, just, ah, uh, gosh, man. It's sports news. You guys know, you guys knew the deal when you clicked on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goofs is not a term lightly used here. We're just stupid. <laughs> We're, uh, we, we, we fulfill that. All right. So what was being discussed? My, my, my. Um, I had a real goon aside from my self-hatred. Mm. And it's just Leonard Fournette. And it's a light goon. Oh, okay. It's a light goon. You know, because not being liked enough to be finishing out to your contract to which your team wants to get rid of you is one thing. It's a statement that he kind of said today when he goes, for the first time, he's being for the first time I really have a QB. And then he proceeds to kind of throw down his past quarterbacks, which, mind you, they're actually, you know, having a decent track record. Blake Bortles may not be the best, but Gardner Minshew at Minshew Mania, uh, you know, is something that Jacksonville is looking forward to. I think it's a little bit of a jab back to him anyway because Minshew says, finally, we have guys who want to be here instead of being prima donnas, for lack of a better word. And listen, the stash can say whatever he wants for all we're concerned about. Um, and then with Blake, you know, Blake had a tough kind of season, but then you have... Um, well, Blake just has a tough career. Number three pick, I think, Andrew, and yep. then popped in position, took him as far as the AFC Championship, couldn't you know, seal the deal and all went on the wayside. And then Nick Foles, broken collarbone within the first quarter, couldn't win. But that was never going to fit as a marriage anyway because Nick Foles was a product of good play calling and better wide receivers. At that time, you had, what, when he was there, a second-year DJ Shark and then bust up D.D. Westbrook, you can't win with that, and Chris Connolly. But now Fournette's saying, oh, at last I have a real quarterback. You got Tom Brady at 41. You have Bruce Arians, who I think is kind of now in the, I'm going to say it, maybe you were overrated as a coach in the Arizona days, um, where you was your success a product of everybody around you kind of thing. I mean, granted, what he did with the Colts of Andrew Luck's first year when Chuck Pagano had cancer was just something amazing. But, you know, sometimes, and that's the thing about coaches, too. You're good until I think you suck. Sorry. Uh, that very relevant to a certain conversation we're gonna have later, but now's the time you've you've already kind of gotten that reputation for being a, a troublemaker and a headache. Not like the the equivalent of DeAndre Baker, who's definitely a goon. And he's going to be in jail for like ten years um, for what he did with the arm robbery, allegedly, right? Lawyer words. But now's the time where you can take a better caution, to just not say anything. And I don't know if it's the ignorance of the youth, or maybe it's because of the fact that it's known that wide receivers and running backs tend to be the prima donna positions in football, but you can't really go out there when your product wasn't even good enough to be kept on the same team through the end of your rookie contract. 
So, a little bit of a light goob, bud. Sorry. Okay. All right, so let's loop it back around to EA because we can always do EA bashing all day long, and I, I do have my own grievances. Look, I don't, I didn't, I didn't buy EA games. I, I'm, I wasn't, I'm not one of those people that buys sports games every year. I just, I cannot justify a, a literal patch, an, a roster update year by year. I need significant leaps. And I know Charles, you have your, your like three year rule where you, yeah. you buy once every three years, which is, I guess, good, but not when it comes to EA because. Gosh darn it, man. I mean, they seem to keep getting worse and worse, and there is evidence. I think Sports Drink TV on YouTube does a fantastic job uh, highlighting how awful EA is now with, with all of their sports. It's not just Madden. It's 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 NHL, uh, FIFA, uh, the complete failure of them trying to resurrect uh they killed nba live and then res- tried to resurrect it and it's just, it is just not up to snuff and e- look even you know people want to bash 2k with the microtransaction and all that stuff and yes we can bash them for that too but they, they still make, make they, they make a yeah that's that's the thing they make a good I, game i thoroughly love nba 2k series and i will chime in on this one they had NBA 2K19 like last year for three bucks, and I picked that up. And then PlayStation Plus was NBA 2K20 like two months ago. And even though it's st- basically it's the same game, what they tend to do is just change a little bit, insert the buttons and maneuvering to make the dribbling fine. But they, one, it's pretty. The commentary is fantastic. It's not like Madden, which is just the same guys over and over again. So you know, here's the thing. It's like eating at Wendy's. You know, it's not the highest quality of burger, but you know, it's a burger. You're always gonna wanna order guys oh my god so yeah nba 2k i mean the 2k sports i mean yes they've they microtransacted the hell but they they have attention to detail they have great presentation and it makes you stomach the other stuff at the very least and look you don't have to buy into it but you know people play sports games for a reason and uh but ea has taken out a ton of features from the Madden series, from every series, uh, 2K. Uh, and look, EA put themselves in this position of what we have in sports video games right now. Uh, as far as on the consoles is concerned. They 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 got threatened by NFL 2K uh, after Sega. Yes, yeah, Sega of all people made the fantastic NFL 2K5 uh, while they were shelling out Shadow the Hedgehog, which doesn't make sense, but whatever. You don't um, want to be a hedgehog with guns, Francisco? Shadow the Hedgehog is such a horrible game. And Sonic I Heroes think, is a bad game, too. All right? I um, think another issue that EA had was um, that it was priced at a, at two-thirds or that, one-third the price. That was it. That. It was it was NFL 2K5 came out at 20 bucks and all of the games were at 20 bucks. They had the ESPN license. They had a fantastic presentation, great gameplay. It was it was the works and people were crossing over. Um, I had NFL 2K1 on the Dreamcast, fantastic game. Uh, so 2K3 was oh that was the other good damn I'll get to him next week. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, the, uh, it was relevant to everything I was saying uh, and what you were saying. While people were, were were being while the normies were playing Madden, I was playing NFL 2K. All right, um, and the normies finally realized NFL 2K is a pretty good game for twenty bucks. Hell yeah, 
and they found out look this is a great it was a great entry point fantastic marketing and then ea bought up the nfl uh exclusive license and that was it it was it was awful it was horrible from there i mean they made good games up until this past generation starting with the the ps4 and the xbox one and it just it went all to hell after that oh can i just interject really quick Mm. Uh, I have the uh, the uh, Western Conference Final on. Laner is starting in that tonight Ooh, for the Golden State. So it was a rest game for for Laner then. Uh, either way, Flurry did a great job in that first game. Which which makes sense. I mean, that was a, a, a really rough... Again, any seven-game series is going to be rough with a bunch of hits, especially... Well, I don't know, but that was a tough game. Yeah. So... so uh, so um, and, and I'm gonna wrap it up, but we, we know everybody knows EA's goons. They just have, uh, they're just horrible, and they keep doing horrible things. And I told you guys, uh, if, if if people have done it on Twitter, if you complain hard enough, or not even hard enough, just be like, look, I bought the game, I want a refund. EA will just send you a code, uh, basically getting you a free Madden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, the game is basically worthless to them because, of course, they wanna. They want you to spend an ultimate team and all that crap. And, of course, Madden's not the only series. Uh, there was a controversy with UFC 4 what? where they had advertisements mid-game, like a commercial break during a game, as if it was real life, all for the sake of quote-unquote realism, when we all know it's just uh, trying to keep lining those coffers. There's, there's, no, there's no end to EA's greed. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, and of course they they hire cheap labor. Uh, they're using a frostbite engine that's not meant for a football game. It's meant for an FPS. So, uh, they're cheap on the engine too. We don't know what's going to happen with the PS5 and the Xbox Series, whatever the hell they're calling it, F. S and X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, innuendo aside, just need an E. Yeah, there you go. They're probably gonna have a Series E watch, um, <laughs> um, and so they just suck. They're awful. I only have one EA game I, that I know of that I bought legitimately, um, and that was NBA Street V3, and that was only because Mario was in it. So, uh, yeah. Oh, can I do one more thing before we head to um, yes, head to the non-sponsors. Mm. Uh, the only reason why is because we did it in this half of the show. Um, so a company sent a tweet out. It says, um, sending our love and congrats to Bobby Ryan on winning the Bill Masterton trophy. Very well deserved. Guess who the company was? Was it Budweiser or Molson Canadian? Oh, Molson my Canadian. God. You've got to be kidding me. I ha- is this on Twitter? Yes. Oh, uh, although you have to go to hockey images that precede unfortunate events because my guess is Molson's taken that down already. Oh my god. <laughs> now, in- admittedly, they did come out and apologize. They said... Um, uh, I forget what they said, but they they did come out and apologize. But still, someone was not thinking. 
Yeah, no, I mean, here's their, their freaking uh, response. Uh, upon learning the context, realized their message was not appropriate and took it down immediately. Uh, we intend to congratulate on one of our partner teams, but understand the situation was inappropriate for us to comment on. We apologize. Yeah, it was just, you know, social media intern that that just like, oh, uh, hockey player. Uh, he, listen, uh, oh, hockey player won. Oh, okay, for Ottawa. All right, we're, we're a sponsor. They put it out. And they didn't know what the reason was for, which kind of, you know, implies the fact that maybe not all Canadians follow hockey. Just saying, <laughs> you know, so you, you hardcore Canadian hockey fans, just chill out. All right. Let, let, <laughs> let us have our Sunbelt Stanley Cup final. You know, the Montreal Canadiens won 24 of the damn things. You guys are fine. You guys won enough Stanley Cups. And the Leafs won a bunch when there were only six teams in the league. So just just calm your tits. All right, let's go to non-sponsors here. <laughs> People, places, things, concepts, what have you, past week that we've been enjoying. Guys, can I start, please? By all means. You know, it it would always seem like a cop out when I go to this company, and Charles, I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Gosh darn it, Nintendo! Nintendo! Oh, Nintendo! Come on, you guys! How do they know? How do they know what will get me to relinquish my money? They just they just know how to how just to, to freaking tug at my heartstrings. I mean, Charles. The Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. Mm-hmm. You know, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Re-releasing Super Mario All-Stars, which as soon as I found that out, I played through already <laughs> um, uh, on my Switch. Uh, the freaking Puma shoes. Uh, uh, Mario Kart Live with the actual toys that you can play on your Switch and make a racetrack in your own home. It costs 200 bucks. I don't well, know. Better start uh, saving. Oh my! Uh, maybe a quote-unquote present for my 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 nephew for Christmas. <laughs> um, and they guys, this company, man, this this company. Listen, uh, they look. They do some things that frustrate me. So that's fine. I mean, Mario All Stars, Mario Three D All Stars is only for six months. It it seems kind of like a cheap ploy. I get it. Six months, but. I mean, look at that. If I buy it at Target, I get like a, a magnet set. Who the hell would... I have a fridge. I would want that all over my fridge. If you bought an Amiibo, you might as well need those magnets. I, 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 how many more yeah. Amiibos do I have? I have three of them. Um, I got three. Yeah, I got I got a gold, a Smash, and a, a, an NES one. Uh, I mean, gosh darn it, man. And Hyrule Warriors, uh, Breath of the Wild... Uh, trying to find out uh, th- that's so smart instead of making a full-fledged like prequel game uh that's in the style of breath of the wild as far as like uh, gameplay wise it's like okay hey koei tecmo you guys want to do another hyrule warriors we'll let you tell the story of what happened before things went to crap in breath of the wild oh wow what a brilliant move before they go on to the sequel to breath of the wild which i guess is going to come out Maybe next year, I would assume. You're saying November 2021. Yeah. Uh, for the Switch 
plus whatever they're gonna call it so that they're probably gonna make me buy anyways and i probably will buy um man how sheesh how many years since childhood since childhood since sega bowed out um i've been a nintendo fan just through and through and and they just keep getting my freaking money i can't stop i just can't it'll never end uh promo code um Money siphoners. EA. <laughs> uh, but this is a good money siphoner. All right, uh, I will happily pl- pay for Nintendo anything uh, at this point. Sure, I'll buy Mario sixty four for the fifth time. Why not? Um, Want to go next, Charles? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I was about to make a comment about how Mar- how Nintendo is basically EA because here we are getting games that are the same with a fresh paint or a fresh coat of paint. But you know, but, here I am also buying it too. But, so but then fine. again, EA has never made anything as good as anything Nintendo's ever made. That and the difference is different consoles. Yeah, you know, it, it's not like the same year annually. Um, so I'll go to my end. So I had something in mind, and then incidences and life changes, you gentlemen. You know, I was going to pick a video game, but like life being the wind and I am the bag, I only go where the wind dictates me. So, and I was telling Francisco this earlier, Andrew, but you, I don't think you jumped in the call. But for everybody else there, having a vehicle is very concerning. Oh. Having a vehicle is a great way to lose big amounts of money depending what issues might come up. Where are we pay insurance? Where are we paying overpriced car payments? We live in Florida. Someone rear-ends me. I still have to pay some money out of it. It's all just, you know, haberdashery and everything in the in-between. And one of my biggest concerns driving on the roads is that I'm either going to get a final destination incident where I'm just behind some, you know, truck that's having the log cabins and my head comes clean off, or, you know, a tire is going to pop out and I'm going to have this big explosion seen from the Fast and the Furious. Luckily, none of those things happened today. However... When I drove to work, everything was fine, and then I went to leave to go to a undisclosed location for signatures. My driver, rear driver tire was flat dead, gentlemen. And I'm like, what the hell is this nonsense? You ever try to do a U-turn so you can get to the local Wawa's mm. just to put some air in there, just see what's going on at zero? It's very frightening because where I was locationally train track. So I go to the Wawa's. So it's like a double head up. So the nice gentleman at Wawa's who told me to go to this place behind us you're your real MVP, and you get a short non-sponsor, Tim. You're a great guy. <laughs> but so I went to my non-sponsors, Auto Experts of Stewart. I asked for their card because just in case I have something like that, you know, just go from there. And I knew I was going to give them praise today. So Auto Experts of Stewart, and the general manager's name was Donald at Wallace. Tim's the guy who I spoke to at Auto Express. So they went, they patched up my tire. They fixed it. 20 minutes in there in the blazing heat, BSing guys with everybody. Patched up for t- 10 bucks. I was like, oh, man, wasn't even 20 that's fantastic. $10, I won't miss it because I got to tell you guys, I'm like, I didn't have a fix a flat. My father had borrowed my air compressor that usually pops into air to fill it up and he broke it. So thanks dad. Love you. So I hate having the car thing. Cause anytime there's a car issue, I just fixate on it. So knowing that it all got resolved in 20 minutes, 10 bucks and didn't really impede my day at work. And I got to go home without having a final destination um, situation. Thank you, Auto Experts of Stewart. Complete automotive repair. They do not have an email, but they are across from the Ace Hardware on 909 Johnson Avenue, Surf, Florida. You're my non-sponsor. Thank you, thank you. All right, let's... Automotive Experts of Stewart. 
Auto, Auto Expert, Expert Stewart. Stewart. 909 Southeast Johnson Avenue. Yep. All right. There we go. Big ups. Big, Big ups. ups. There you, you go, guys. You guys. There, if you're ever in the Stewart area and something happens to your car, y'all know where to go. 10 bucks tire, man. Like, that's ridiculously cheap, though. Because there's other places where you just haven't... It was a nail at the end of the day. But, you know, it'll be 20. Or if you want to do a full-out uh, patch, it could be 40 if you're going from the inner tubes out. And it also makes me realize i got to go to Walmart and just buy those in case of emergency stuff. Because if that stuff happened after hours or late at night or going home, no one's open. I don't want to pay anybody for toes. Toes are the biggest scams. But not auto experts at Stewart and North Crusader Kings 3. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, promo code. Um, Lifesavers. Nice. Okay. Um, mine is going to be pretty short and sweet. Um, my non-sponsor is Netflix. Ah. Um, for for a few reasons. I mean, they have a lot of stuff on there that I enjoy. Uh, not just their original content, but also um, you know the stuff that they bring in. Like for instance. Uh, they revived uh, Lucifer, which is a show that I really enjoyed. Um, that it was originally on Fox, if I remember correctly, but they dropped it, and then... Um, anyway, but recent, more recent, and why I'm bringing it up, is they have this new documentary called uh, High Score, um, which is about the history of video games, and I'm really enjoying that. That is... A lot of fun to watch, um, and it's it's been very informative, and uh, it's just another of Netflix's great offerings, and I, I can't wait to finish it up. I still have a few more episodes to go. It's a limited series. Um, promo code high score, I guess. Oh, all right. Two video game-related things. Which I guess is appropriate, given uh, how how much it. We highlighted how much EA sucks. Uh, <laughs> it's not just, and it's it's. Gosh, I'm going back. I'm, I'm going back to the goons. I just I just want to. It's not just it's not just Madden. It, it's everything. It, uh, the Sims Four. I mean, go read up on how they've they've screwed that one up. Go go read up on that. I mean, it, it is. Oh my God. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. We're back. We're back to the main segment. Um. All right, guys. So baseball talk. We got baseball games. Uh, let's like on the on the score crawl right now. Oakland A's beating the 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 dirt and stinking Houston Astros four to two right now. Uh, St. Louis is up five to two on the Minnesota Twins. That's not good. We need the Twins to win that for me uh, as a Marlins fan. Uh, Yankees are oh god, Charles. They're losing two to one right now to the Buffalo uh. Blue Jays. Uh, nothing, nothing between the White Sox and the Pirates out in PNC. Holy shoes, the Marlins are up 5 nothing against the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta. Sexto Sanchez. Oh, I'm assuming we're going to call him Sexto Sanchez because, my God, man. Oh, second coming of Pedro Martinez in you Miami right now. Sanchez. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Pedro Martinez, he, he's basically, he basically anointed him the second coming of him. And I'll be second coming for sure. That's for, that, that's all. I'll tell you that later on tonight if they hold up. For innuendo. The Tigers up one nothing against the Brewers. Uh, the Rays, come on, Andrew. They're down 3-4 to four against the Nationals. We can't have the Nationals having a miracle run in September to get back to the playoffs. <laughs> we can't have that happen. So get it together now. 
And uh, 5-5 between the Royals and Indians out in the Cleave, the Factory of Sadness. Or next door to the Factory of Sadness, actually. Um, uh, Nothing-nothing between the Golden Knights and Stars at the moment. And our beloved Miami Heat are up right now, 63-56 at the moment. I changed the channel when yeah. we were down by 10 to play games and prep for NXT. <laughs> and I'm afraid to actually go back and watch it yeah, because I, I acknowledge the score. And I'm like, I believe the jinx, my, man. My, my stream of the game on my other computer for some reason stopped and I haven't reloaded it. And I think it's a good thing. So I'm not, I'm just going to trust the score crawl for now. This and, match matters too much for yeah. it to like, you know, kind of go from there. Yeah. And then the Rockets and the Lakers one, one tied in the series play at nine later tonight baseball guys uh, charles you have more grievances let's just do it let's just do it we have we we cheese it there so the hardest part about being i think a fan all right i was about to say the hardest part about being a yankees fan we have too many championships yeah too many i mean we we just spend too much money we're just too good the hardest part i think sometimes is when you're having a bad season, is trying to pinpoint what the season is. Because when you have an injury-filled season, what do you like to do? You And you're not doing well, whether it be... And here's the thing. Who knows what expectations are? Who knows what you, know, what you could actually achieve? Because each year is different, man. But when you have an injury-riddled season like we have, you want to say, it's, we're going to finish at 500, under 500, barely make the playoffs because of our injuries. But that's not the case here. So then you're saying, but who is it? It's like saying who's the a-hole and you're pointing your finger to other people, but your other your thumb's pointing at yourself. I'm the a-hole. So I'm like going through this process of like, who's the issue here? Is it the fact that Gleyber Torres was out? Is it the fact that Aaron Judge was out? Jude Carlos San was out? DJ LeMahieu was out? The fact that we don't have Luis Severino? The fact that Domingo German likes to beat people and he's on the DV suspension? Is it that? And then I'm like, is it Cashman? the man who has been the model consistency for all, uh, you know, running the offices and all sports for the last 20-plus years has yielded all those championships and great players and great draft picks and overspending? Is it his fault for not properly and adequately preparing us with a secondary pitcher to replace the people that we needed and rested our laurels on J.A. Happ? Eh. Uh, Debbie Garcia, who looks like a decent find, hoping that Mashiro Tanaka could be anything better than number three in the rotation or not doing anything the trade deadline whatsoever when Mike Miner and Clevenger were out there for basically nothing and just want to hold on to the Cyclones? Is it him? Or is it a manager who you like the fire, who who was coming in with the philosophy of being more of a team-friendly guy when we got rid of arguably a great manager, because I always say it even when he left, Joe Girardi kind of got the stiff end for being more like an adult, try- telling adult boys to grow up, Right. So oh, I'm watching NXT too. Holy crap, that was fantastic! Uh, side note, <laughs> side note, side note, side note. Real quick, oh, Finn Balor wins. That was a great. Really? Match. Um, yeah, yeah. You missed it. Uh, well, it'll be on Twitter, so we do the highlights. I just had to yeah. pop that in the real loud. So I'm like, all right, it can't be Boone, right? He's got a little bit of that spunk. You know, he he he's the guy who said my guys are effing savages last year. You fell in love with that because you had Joe Torre, who was so mild mannered. You had. Girardi, who is very much like I am the system and must be a robot, and so I do. he's doing great in Philly, by the way. I'm very happy for him to have some love there. But then I realized, man, like looking and 
Francisco, and I know Andrew stepped out to take the call, we've played a lot of doubleheaders. Mm. More so than a lot of people. Uh, and it's exhausting. No, not the not even, Marlins, you know. But not still. the Marlins, not the Marlins, not the Marlins. But I'm talking about the recent trend because you okay. guys got yeah. back into the swing of it. Mm-hmm. We had the Mets, we had the Phillies, we had uh, Mets again. I think we had the Rays. It, it's exhausting. But this whole seven-inning rule, which I've abhorred since the beginning of Mankind anyway, it doesn't matter because all our doubleheaders went past seven. And we were having a hard time winning, but we've had the lead in so many games. Last night against the Blue Jays, we were up five to two, man. And oh. then all of a sudden, this this six <laughs> what was it, the one fo- happened. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's right. And and you got and here's the thing, you know how sometimes in sports where you feel like you really kind of actually know what's going on with the sport as an issue, as opposed to being conventional talking head. How many weeks have I been saying, man, we're losing because Garcia, not Garcia, because Boone is just not pulling starters when they need to. They'll let him stay on a little bit longer than they should be. It's been a consistent trend. Or he's just like doing these weird rotations where Jordan Montgomery or Dave Holder are just going to be in only 3.2 innings, and you know they can go for four because the expectation of a lot of these guys in the bullpen, Adam Rodaviano, um, Green, a few other guys, they're seeing more field, more action instead of um, our proverbial starters that we have. So they're just blowing it all up. It is just complete trash. They're blowing innings. Like, how do you just come in, pitch one inning, and let up five runs, man, or six runs? And we're not doing anything about it. So there's there's Boone last night going, I thought Aviano had good stuff because he's trying to keep the ball. I'm like, no, you need to talk to Cashman. You need to say designate him to the alternate site. You need to pick up one of the young arms and say, screw it, because you cannot... Take, and, you know, it's it's very full circle because, what, three, four weeks ago we were talking about uh, Jace, uh, whatever his name is, the manager for the Padres, I forgot his last name, oh, basically uh, saying that you can't tolerate losing uh, and making excuses. Tangler. Yeah. Uh, Tangler, making excuses. Tangler, and here you are. Had, yeah, remember, he didn't make you tingle. Yeah, exactly. But here you are making excuses for, for not giving hard criticism. You want – shame is the ultimate teacher. And you got to make, and I've had issues with Aviano in the past. That's why I'm very surprised he's still around. But um, and our team, because he, he just lets it up, man. So there's Green, lets it up. Montgomery is kind of like a hybrid starter um, going into bullpen thing. But you can't trade away everybody, too. So I can't be that a hole who's I, just like. It, it's, it's so hard this season. But yes. it, yeah, yeah. But he's not managing. You know, he's not managing. You don't, don't coddle guys I, I, who are I, costing you wins. I feel like, I don't know if, especially if, like, the injuries or whatever. I, I, do you think, uh, I'm going to pose this question. Do, uh, but do you I, think the Yankees, do you think they could phone in this season and be like, well, we're preparing for next season? Well, do you think that, I, that, that kinda, there's an kinda, air of that? But I've kind of said that either two shows ago or last show where I'm like, if we don't make it to the playoffs this season because of injuries – it's fine, but here's the thing. I will accept the big eye as a bad season. I will never accept the little eye. I can't stand incompetence. And here's the thing, guys. I I don't play baseball. I don't know look at baseball. I didn't get Little League. But I'm a common sense guy because when you, I think there's a vicarious understanding and learning and development as a fan who actually watches the game and any sport of the do's and not do's. You see Mike Trout, you walk Mike Trout, right? Mm-hmm. In yeah. basketball, you want to be Giannis Antetokounmpo, you make him sweat and give him the foul trouble. Yeah. Right? In football, you throw it deep to Duke Hopkins, and you know he can do something. Right? That, that's just the, the simple <laughs> rules. 
yeah. that comes into it. And Boone has literally just let the bullpen destroy ourselves. It's blown, say, but the Zach Britton's blown up. Chapman's not even seen the field. You know, so it's like legitimately what you're doing. So I don't want to – look, you could phone it in, but you shouldn't have to phone it in when it, it's just so easy just to get to the playoffs. And I'm saying it easy because we're not struggling it, it to get runs. It seems so easy. It seems so easy when uh, when we talked about it. Heck, even last week. It's not even that yeah. long ago. So last week – hold on. Let me get the – let me get my phone up. It's been charging for a bit here. All right. So, I mean, we can, we can go into the standings here. So, I mean, we talked about it. I thought – I said the American League was basically set. Like, you, you, your eight teams are there. There's a clear separation between the top eight and the bottom eight, and that's it. But the week has happened, and some teams have gotten hot. The Mariners have won six games in a row, uh, so and, and they're sitting behind uh, the, the Yankees, I think, like two or three games now. Uh, the, the Los Angeles Angels, uh, the, team that we, the, the team that we've been – you know, bashing all season long, have won five games in a row. It's not com- completely out of the question to go on a super, like, 2007 Colorado Rockies type run. It's not. It's possible. Uh, and, Ooh. And, and, Ooh, did you see Tyler Hero just hit that three on the strip? I'm not watching. I'm not okay. I see the score. I see the score at the top of the screen. It's it's the end of three. I see it, but uh, okay. Get uh, two minutes left, and then I'll, I'll, I'll I might ch- pop it if it's if it's big enough of a lead. Um, but then the Buffalo Blue Jays here, uh, who look they're six and four. It's not like they're world beaters at the moment over the last ten. 10 games but the Yankees holy three and seven over the last 10 they've lost four in a row they're facing the Blue Jays who leaped over them in this series and one of the things Francisco jump on this is going to go back to Boone is oh, that and by the way like, the Baltimore Orioles have won three games in a row and are two games back of the Yankees yep <laughs> and so to bring it into it because you had asked me Oh, Judge is injured Sands injured but what if I always told you wait till their playoffs because baseball is a full nine-man lineup at the rotation, right, when you're we're going to be in hitters. So to rely on just two guys to bring it up there is folly. You always want to bring dudes up there. That's where LeMahieu has been excellent. We finally benched Gary Sanchez because everybody was like, oh, you should trade away this roster. He's the one I want gone because he's defensively weak, and all he wants to do is just swing for the fences mm. as opposed to just being, like, the great Posada who was like, I'm just going to hit, you know, I'm going to hit singles instead of dingers, baby. But it really strikes, and to answer your question and, for, and further on what I was saying, yes, I felt it was easy for everybody to get into it because I felt like it was an open invitation. I think the product of everybody being good now is because you have a shorter season because I want to give you a comparison to the Nationals. Where would they be in a 60-day run? Well, you know, they, they would be nowhere. But, you know, if a full season, they were able to make the run and go to the playoffs and go from there, Right. So, you know, now now you're just getting the tail of two halves. You're getting the bad half, or you're getting the good half, depending on the team. Um, so that's where the injuries come in. So I don't give it much thought into it. But So that's my answer to you. But on the idea, it's, it, it's Boone, and he's incumbent. You know what? You've had three years, three seasons to work with it. I think this is season four, if memory serves me right. I'm old. Forgive me, kids. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's three. This would be the fourth season. But yeah, because he took more, over 2017. So, yeah. so here's the thing about the management. 
now with the way that and he doesn't really do like weird pulls or anything. I always thought Girardi was a master of knowing the bullpen. Um, I mean, he was a catcher. Yeah, but like he knew how to set those guys. He knew how to set everybody in, how many innings he wanted, how he wanted to develop people, how he wanted to ease them down. And then we get into Boone, and here's my thing about Aaron Boone. I think he's really his success, his his very above. And you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stat it. I'm gonna stat real quick. His record, because um, I have to do it, guys. Because if I'm if I'm bringing this heat. I'm bringing this heat. I'm, yeah. I'm trash canning them. You know, I'm gonna let them know. His 633 winning percentage. His 212 wins, 123 losses. I think is a product of the talent that is on that team now. Mm. You know that you you've been able to really kind of push it so through. And mind you, I'm basically saying it's like oh, a monkey could manage this team in a sense. You're working off the talent that Joe Girardi had. Yeah, Joe Girardi's remember it, it, like Larry Coker with the uh, with Butch Davis's precisely. Roster. Because Girardi, the reason why Girardi was out, because he was already on that for almost 10 years, guys. You know, if not, he was there for 10 years. And it yeah. came to a point where he was like, Cashman was I, like, listen, we have a new wave of people. They're babies. They're the, yeah. ba- you know, the, the baby bombers. We don't know what's going to be. And we need you to be more friendly. And also, he was probably telling Cashman, you need to pay me more. And then Cash was like, "We don't want to pay you more." I mean, and it, they forced him out the same way they forced out Tori. Now that well, I mean, now that I'm thinking, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't understand why they didn't think, if that was the case, why they wouldn't think that Girardi was incapable of developing young players when that's what he did with the 2006 Marlins. That, yeah, I mean, but, but that was a season and a half, and also Girardi was known for being a fucking oh, excuse me, for being a, a bad mouth to uh, management. Yeah, but still, the I mean, and them weren't crazy. Yeah, but still, he won the National League Manager of the Year in that one lone season. The players loved him, and he got the most out of a squad that was supposed to lose a hundred games. Um, so it's not like. He he's not incapable of developing guys and understanding young players and things like that. I mean, it's, of course, now Yankees in the pedigree. So uh, I guess that's going to be his identity from now on, given mm-hmm. what that what he's taken over in Philadelphia, because uh, he, he's not taking he's taking over a team that they felt was underperforming. And he's trying to get the most out of a team that should be winning more. And hey, I lo and behold, they're actually winning right now. Yeah, twenty-one and seventeen. That's what they're at right now, and yeah, it's in line. Recent because, hot streak too. Yeah, because you have competency. You don't have an incompetent manager there. You don't have a you don't have a manager who coddles the players when they have a bad game. You have a guy who'll shoot it straight. And on the flip side, you have somebody who is just going to kind of lead by example by being lethargic. You have to sometimes be tough on these guys. It doesn't matter. They're not going to get their healings hurt. They're not going to ask for trades. It's sticking to a straight. He finally, at this point, made the decision to bench Gary Sanchez. And so, like, hey, take some time off. I think Kyle Hitchagoga is now setting up into it. But he, he's got to figure out that rotation. He's got to say, you got to give me a set pitch count of if, if we're going double headers, you're going to give me 60 pitches, man. And if we're not doing double headers, we're going to go six innings deep and we're going to proceed from there. Because it's that, it's that incompetent kind of way of managing less more with less that you want in a coach for competency as opposed to having an embarrassment of riches but you know you ate all the you ate all the bread at freaking longhorns and now you can't enjoy the steak so you wasted the steak thank you Aaron Boone because now I don't want my New York strip rare I hate you because you look at Tampa Bay and this is where Avengers here I can prop it I'm there now. okay you guys are injured 
you're just, you know, it's not doing well, but uh, Kevin Cash is your, uh, what's his name? That's his yeah. name? Yeah, that's the manager. Okay. Yeah, I remember, I remember things. He's he's working on that whole, you know, maybe less is more mentality or more with less, whatever you call it, but they're succeeding. He's making the right ways of who to start, how to play it out, how to do the rotation, when to do the bullpen. Sheesh. What's what's their guy, excuse that they went? He there? is uh he is a stickler for detail. I mean, they shift pretty much every every play. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. Whereas Boone Boone's just sipping on a mai tai. Stroking it out a little bit in the dugout, so you guys are savages, kicking it back. No, do something because you have a team in your division that is literally suffering from the same quandaries as you, with a lot of no offense, Andrew, a lot of no names that are put in that work. And you know what? If if they did bad, I feel that they have a manager who would tell them, "You need to grow up. You need to step up." And we don't have that right now. So I am all full on board for go ahead and fire Aaron Boone. I don't know who would be available out there in a very short season. He won't get fired. I'm just petty. We understand this, but it's gross incompetence that can ruin a season that I felt we had a very strong chance to at least get deep into the AL playoffs. Because right now, to me, it's still Dodgers game. Because holy crap, are they disgustingly great right now in my eyes. But Hmm. that's neither here nor there until we get to October. Yeah. And that's my big rant on Yankees. Andrew, take over the lead of great Tampa Bayness and why now I will root for them because they have a competent manager and ownership. Oh, what, a, <laughs> what a frustrating franchise, man. Okay, so Andrew, I know I said some things over the past weekend when the the Marlins were facing the Rays head on at Tropicana Field. Mm-hmm. Some of it I did mean. <laughs> but, man, it, it's just frustrating, you know. And, and you, the Marlins were part of that, you know, you know, uh, Freaking uh, didn't have a stadium, uh, and we're playing some place that people didn't go to, and you had to had a small payroll and that that type of stuff. They were that franchise before, and the Rays are on another level. They are, I mean, they are Moneyball East at this point. <laughs> they they deserve a movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they right now, heck, they. If they win the World Series, they do more. They would have done more than the Oakland A's did uh, with with this. So, man, they're good. They're a freaking good team. They they shift so many times. It's all strategy. It's it's a it like you talk about the chess match. Look, Kevin Cash, uh, and, and some people are like, oh, the American League game is uh, less strategy and that type of stuff. Oh no, Kevin Cash is playing a different game. He's not playing chess. He's, he's not cash play- money, baby. No, he's not even playing chess at this point. All right, everybody's playing chess at the moment. He's playing, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Magic the Magic the Gathering or something like that. He's he's on a different level at this really? point. He's playing Battleship. If he's able to read you well enough, he knows where your boats are. You got no chance of survival. It, it, the the Rays management and coaching they have, uh, they have found ways to get around there low payroll they have found ways to maximize players and to uh take advantage of certain weaknesses on the other team uh it's almost like it's it's like a well coached football team in a sense too i mean just just studying and and it was frustrating to see over the course of uh of the five games that the marlins and rays went head to head and we only won one game this season but man if they sheesh if they win the world series yeah make a movie about them 
Yeah. Those, those are, that's, there you go, Andrew. That, that's, uh, if you want to talk from here, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm glad that the Nationals today, that'd be fun too. I mean, we, we lost pretty badly to the Nationals yesterday and we're, we're pulling it back here. Uh, we were down, I think four to one at one point and now we're just down five to three. Uh, we we came within one. It was four to three. Then they tapped on a run. Um, oh, yeah. And I mean, aside from the fact that I want the the Rays to win the World Series, we've been we've been close uh, recently. But um, more importantly, and you and I discussed this uh, when I met up with you a couple of weeks ago, Francisco, is that. Winning a World Series will all but guarantee that the Rays stay in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah. I think. Um, you know, like, I mean, look what happened with Seattle. Um, yeah. It's... They, just made it, they just made it to the, the conference, or they yeah. just made it to the playoffs. Um, and they got the new stadium and you know the Marlins they were able to parlay the 03 World Series into a stadium um, it, it seems like winning a World Series or winning a championship in whatever sport is kind of the the onus for a team and a city to work a little bit closer together and look I will never change my stance that teams that are trying to get millions, hundreds of millions out of cities and counties, I will never change my stance that they're being real assholes doing that. Mm. Um, but this is really kind of the first situation I've been in where a team that I really followed and had a tie to uh, was at risk of moving. You know, the other times I was kind of going at it from a neutral observer. Yeah. So it was easier for me to say, you know, don't do it, you know, don't pay the money. Um, but now when the Rays are at serious risk of possibly moving to Montreal, um, you know, I, I don't want to see that happen. Yeah. Other than, I don't want to see them move anywhere other than Orlando. If they're to move anywhere... It's either it's going to be Orlando or Tampa Bay. Those are the only two places that I would accept them moving. Um, so, right. question: If they yeah. move, would you follow them? Like they move next year? Because I can understand it's not the location, but it's still the same players that you've learned to like. Oof. You know, still That's... Glasnow. It's still. I mean, um, do you think Houston Oilers fans follow Tennessee Oilers? I... It's it's weird because you know, yeah. being a Titans fan, but it came much later in life. You know, for me, I mean, in theory, every let's forget that. Let's talk about the most recent stuff: L.A. Chargers, San Diego Chargers, right? St. Louis Rams, Los cool. Angeles Rams. I mean, that was an ugly breakup between San Diego and the Chargers. Very I much just, so. I mean, I, I don't think people are following them. Uh, I think that love is gone. It's not like, I mean, heck, it's not. It's not even the like the Raiders. I mean, they've kind of made the relocation part of their brand. It's like, oh, Raider Nation's in L.A., it's in Oakland, and now it's in Vegas. It seems like that's they've kind of they've owned up to it, and that's part of their brand. 
See, I think the weird part is, too, going to Vegas is more exciting to me than San Diego going to L.A. I'm like, same state, guys. I, I get it. Locationally, it's different and what have you. I am not ignorant to geography. LA, so. Yeah. So I'm like, meh, meh. Like the Rams, like for the St. Louis Rams, it was just a product of, if you watch football, they were just god-awful for so many years before um, – you know, ah, McVeigh came over. Yeah, no, no, I mean, there was a period of trash. I mean, man. heck, when you uh, when Jeff Fisher is your coach. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, Jeff Fisher you, killed you that franchise. I mean, uh, or they Cronky wanted him to kill that franchise to justify oh, yeah. the move. Uh, oh man, because, he got paid. Yeah. What? What? They were three billion dollars that they were getting in that investment. So I mean, yeah. Look, they they have their stadium and it's theirs. I think they privately built it. Which is, but LA gave them the the land for it, obviously. And it look, um, it is. Uh, I mean, we, yeah, that, that's part of the thing with the race. All right, I, I want to uh, just get this out of the way. Well, let me answer uh, yeah. Charles' oh, question. Oh, yeah, okay. I was kind of letting it percolate. Um, I don't know. Um, it if. If they, I find it very hard. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if it happened to my team, I, I don't know. I, I have to it, let it go it would, because that's such a lifelong thing. And it, I mean, it, especially the way that they're doing it, which Andrew, you do not like at all. The way oh, they, I know, Justin, yeah. Flirting with Montreal, the the freaking the two two city idea. Um. Yeah, is, I. Sheesh. It's basically yeah, I, what happened to the Expos. Oh yeah, they'll be in Puerto Rico and then they'll be in, in Montreal. Yeah, I I don't know what I would do. Um, you you'll cheer for the Marlins. Yeah, he would find an NL team. I think it, the mass like in our generation, the generation that follows us for sports, it's easier for us to have a two team system, I guess. Um, to kind of build into it, so maybe maybe you find an NL team. Well, right? I mean, the Marlins are my are my number two team. There you go. Um, you know, I, I followed them when I was a lot younger. Um, you know, I was watching the '03 playoffs with with bated breath, and you know they were always my favorite team. But then I decided to go the Orlando connection and. Uh, drop them from one to two, but I still follow them quite regularly, the Marlins. So, you know, regardless of what happens, you know, the Marlins will still, I will still follow the Marlins. The question is, how closely will I follow whatever the Rays become? Yeah. Okay, so uh, week in Major League Baseball, just the, the players of the week. For the American League, Lourdes Gurriel. For the Buffalo Blue Jays, Fort went 14 for 30, 467 average, two homers, three doubles, six RBI, and a 1.282 OPS. And he had uh, a four-hit game on Sunday against the Boston Red Sox. And for the National League, Marcel Ozuna, he went 13 for 28, 464 average. Five home runs, including a three-homer game against the Boston Red Sox, who I guess are, I mean, gosh, man, they, they really suck this year. Um, Beautiful. Uh, four doubles, Beautiful. 13 RBIs, 1.674 OPS. 
And uh, not, he, he wasn't the only Atlanta Brave to, had a th- to have a three-home run game against the Red Sox, which is, uh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, uh, that's uh, that, those are the players of the week in baseball. And I guess I do have a minor league team. And I guess we can mini-segue because I, I, mean, I guess we'll talk about basketball, but, I mean, there's – I mean, the game that we are intently following is happening right now. It's almost done. Yes. And so this uh, segues once more. I thought about this intently uh, uh, for our modern league team. It is the Sioux Falls Skyforce. What a cool damn name. Yeah. The the Sioux Falls Skyforce. Of the NBA G League, the G League affiliate of the Miami Heat. They were established in 1989. They formerly played in the Continental Basketball Association. And then uh, when the G League was being created, back then the D League, Development League, uh, they moved on over uh, from the CBA to the G League in 2005-06. They've they've won three championships, two CBA titles in '96 and 2005, and a recent G League title in 2016. They are they've been the affiliate, the exclusive affiliate at least of the Miami Heat since 2013, and the Miami Heat bought the team in 2017. So the Heat do completely own them. They changed their colors to look exactly like the Heat's uh, color scheme. And they're named the Sky Force because in the Name the Team contest, uh, there were two finalists, uh, the Sioux Falls Sky and the Sioux Falls Force, and they decided, hey, let's have both. Get my chocolate inside that peanut butter. I'm uh, not going to lie to you. Calling them Sky Force would work better if their jerseys were the Miami Vice colors. Oh, Completely, full time. I mean, I could see it. I could see it. Uh, all right, so Skyforce, uh, another team that doesn't have an S at the end of their name, which matches the Miami Heat very nicely. And there are some guys on the current Miami Heat that were former alumni of the Skyforce that were called up to the NBA. You got Derek Jones Jr., so you got Airplane Mode, you got Chris Silva, and you have our boy Duncan Robinson. And they play at the San- Oh yeah, they they play at the Sanford Pentagon, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Opened in 2013, capacity of 3,250 people, and uh, they've hosted some NCAA D2 sports championships, NAIA basketball championships, uh, some D1 games, and they their first ever sporting event was. In 2013, a preseason game between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Milwaukee Bucks, who the Heat are playing right now. There are five. There's less, less than five minutes. The game is still okay. pretty damn close. So <laughs> I'm not going to hit that reload button just yet, Charles. Yeah, I'm afraid that I'm going to do my smack talking and it's going to oh mess with God. me. I, gosh, this is. I mean, Andrew, you're feeling that on the lightning side. I mean. It, 
It is. Look, I know that they're up three games to one. I was disappointed in them losing game four. I was. Uh, especially the way that they lost. And, of course, he had the, the whole foul controversy where, you know, they, they, they overturn uh, out-of-bounds play, uh, t- giving the possession to the Bucks. But the Look, only at, reason, that Look yeah, at that hustle. The only reason that it was out-of-bounds is because Jimmy Butler was fouled, but they couldn't replay that and a bunch of other crap. But had the Heat played their normal defense, at least the normal effort on defense, they wouldn't have been in that position. I mean, you're, you're given the golden opportunity of uh, Milwaukee losing Giannis. So and let's yes, talk about that real yeah, quickly uh, look, after okay, you finish that thought. I, I, I want Here's my take on this. All right. I know people on Twitter are like, "Oh, the Heat don't want to win it like this." I don't give a crap. Damn right. I don't give a crap. This is the playoffs. <laughs> Sheesh. Listen, Andrew. Look, the Islanders. If they lose, if they lose Matt Barzell. That just makes it a lot easier, <laughs> you know. That's, right. That that's look. Uh, 2003 World Series Game Five. David Wells has a thing on his back that caused him to leave the game, and the Yankees were forced to put Jose Contreras, who was incredibly wild Ugh. and was trashed in Game Five. Fantastic, great, all right. Look, them's the breaks. The, I don't know when it's championship time. I don't care how they do it. Look. I mean, Charles, you mentioned about the Raptors, how basically the entire Warriors team was down. But who gives a crap? The Raptors, look, the NBA trophy's up in Canada right now. They're celebrating that. The Leafs suck. And that's that's all they can hang on to. And Listen, if we get to the finals for the Eastern Conference finals and it's the Celtics, Gordon Hayward's out. Yeah. I'll take it. Hell yeah. Uh, you, you take it because for some reason it ain't us. Yeah. If, if we face the Lakers in the NBA finals, LeBron goes out. Oh, oh, the NBA gods have blessed us today. <laughs> that, that's how I would think. That's how I would feel because, it, look, at the end of the day, if you win the whole damn thing, no, look, people can put an asterisk, people can question it, but the banner still goes up, and the only asterisk behind uh, any team should go to the Houston Astros. Well, yeah, but it's silly to even think that and the full season's played out, getting to the finals, that your starting core is going to be healthy. That's just a silly concept, right? It's not like every bench player, your 10 or 11 or 12 in basketball is going to be hurt, and that's it. That's what you're gifted, right? Oh, that's what you're gifted, Noah DiVincenzo, sorry. No. You give me Giannis? That's fine. And that was the thing we talked about last time on the show. Giannis is you know, still man-boy, 25, huge, but you know, he's going to learn his body. You know, you got to figure that stuff out. Put some meat on the legs, not bust your ankle out. It was terrible to see him get hurt. You hate that he gets hurt, but you know what? You take what you can get. Uh, because at the end of the day, you don't have to be the sharpest tool in the shed to be used. You just got to be useful. And that's what we're being right now. I just think it's amazing that we haven't had the big injuries to any of the players that we've had at all. You know, because here's the thing, too. Giannis, if he's out just for this series, they can force you to survive. Because yeah. I have Middleton. If we lose Bam, I'm like, bye. Yeah. You can have Jimmy Butler. You can have Goran Dragic. I'm like, our leading rebounder who's averaging like 14 rebounds a game, bye. Mm. Hell, even if we lose Kelly Olenek, who is good like every other game, at best, every other game, our, our likelihood of success just goes down. Oh, yeah. Because now we lose that big shot, big, uh, big, we lose Goran, done. 
So you take it as it is, and also at the end of the day, there's no excuse. Listen, especially for the NBA, and I think you'll agree with me to it, teams get a lot of leeway for injuries either because, you know, Golden State, you think their egos were broken losing that final, so, like, they had nobody left standing at the end of that series. Yeah. That's fine. You know, it's like we get it. We make they, There's a lot of coddling in basketball when it comes to injuries and how it affects you, right? For football, it has to be your quarterback who breaks his leg. You know, before they give that, oh, you could have still won speech. That doesn't really apply to basketball, I would feel, mm. unless you are literally their engine. And for the Bucks, it's not there because you have uh, Chris Milton, who's doing excellent. And then you have Eric Bledsoe, who's kind of trash. But then you have Brooke Lopez, who's kind of bringing that in there. Yeah. But no, you take it, you accept it, and you love it. Now, mind you, and here's the thing, too, Lakers, LeBron tore his knee. No one's going to feel that sympathy because, like, ah, you still have Anthony Davis because this is a sport based on all-stars. But if LeBron did tear his knee, you're like, well, LeBron wasn't healthy. So, uh, you know, it's okay. They get a pass on it. Uh, that, well, that, but then you have the other half of people where it's like, Jordan would never have torn his ACL. That, but that's a different – you and I both know that's a different argument. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I know, but still. We, we, uh, we can't use that that's thing. But how about this? Let me ask you this to make it small in basketball because um, I know time's weird, yes. but uh, – is Giannis a Pippen instead of a Jordan? Because remember, Jordan, and what people I, don't forget is Jordan didn't win, I, I, you I, know, I, he didn't win trophies right off the gate. There was that three, four I, year I don't, I, I don't think, no, I don't, I don't see Giannis like, like, like a Pippen. I feel, I feel like Giannis is, I don't know. So what's like a Pippen like, when you're like a, a young Hakeem Olajuwon, just a guy that's, that's on a team that's uh, Houston. That's, you know, he, he needed Clyde Drexler in order to, Get him over the top, you know. Uh, but but that the argument was that um, I think it was Richard Jefferson that said, you know, maybe he's not a Michael, maybe he's really a Scotty. But I'm like, Scotty was damn near excellent for the four position. Yeah, I mean, the, the, and, and the Bulls were still a competitive team when Jordan played baseball, and 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 Scotty had uh, some weirdness when he went to Portland and, and Houston, but uh, uh, but he. He wasn't a scrub by any means. Uh, I, I mean, he wasn't a one B or one A. Was you know, Jordan was number one. And yes, Scotty was number two. That was that was just the way things were. Um, but uh, look, it, it's the same argument like Anthony Davis. I mean, he's a one, but now the Lakers have a one A and a one B. That's so. I, I I still think Giannis is is the go to guy. I mean, look, this is like his what second or third year of superstardom so i would say effectively the full second yeah as so as soon as, as, as boonholzer came in that's when it became concrete so it, it's still but is he a stat stuffer because that's why i put into the group chat that you know it's more <sighs> of a stat stuffer as opposed to everything else because defensively he won't guard guys he's just kind of there he gets the rebounds to length I think he's a good facilitator on the offense. So. Or, I mean, you could also think of him as uh, LeBron pre-Miami. Yeah. Because LeBron pre-Miami, I mean, he wasn't the defensive freaking monster that he is now. That all okay. All that, LeBron, as you see him today, all that happened in Miami. The Miami years molded him into that, and we got peak LeBron uh, during that time frame. But uh, I think Giannis is just a product of of what he's been given and he's like you said, learning on the fly and uh, he's got a good team around him, but maybe it's not good enough or they, they're missing one key what element. More, that's what not more there. Could you do, or, though? 
or he's just not at that point. And uh, it's hard to to talk about that when the guy's injured. So uh, who knows what would have happened if he's playing right now. The game's close right now as it is. Oh, it's terrifyingly close. <laughs> I know. I've seen. I see the score crawl. It's two thirty-three, uh, two sixteen now, and uh, the Heat need don't, to don't make some buckets, please. Don't do it to yourself. Uh, I, I'm not watching. I'm just looking up at that top right of the screen there. So uh, we're down to one hour and fifty-five minute mark. So uh, can we can go I to the cage? My... Can you do this while you're watching that? Or... Yeah, of course. If I did it last time, I could do it here. Are they okay. calling charge on him? All right. That was a foul, man. Yeah, okay, so let's uh, – yeah, let's do this. Uh, the return of the NFL and college football I, score crawl on the bottom there. Uh, but we – and we're going to see what happens week one with the NFL because we had no pieces of games, and it might look really rough. Can I say them. my Odell joke before we go into the cage? Why not? All right, so, guys, I've gone back into fantasy football. I'm in two leagues. So one of my first leagues – and this will probably be the weird weekly segment that comes in – but my original name was Big Papa Pump in lieu of Scott Steiner, you know, wrestler. You know, we love him. He's the genetic freak. Um, so I have Odell Beckham on my team. And so news came out today. I'm in the group chat. It's me, the other attorney, and my paralegal. And I officially changed my name because of Odell. And I will run this entire season with oh his name boy. as long as I have him to Big Papa Dumps. Oh and my God. I can't wait. <laughs> Because imagine losing to that name. Puns are beautiful. This has been a pun show anyway. Mm. But uh, and just own it, baby. Just own it. I will. Because originally I was going to call it the Mud Butts, but it's like the best of both worlds <laughs> to have it be my original name of Big Papa Pump, and then you know the the thing there. For those who don't know, without going into full detail, there is an allegation that Odell Beckham Jr., great wide receiver, likes certain things disposed on him is what I'll use to keep it PG. Okay. And, um, hey, you know, it, 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 what, what, we don't kink shame here. It's 2020. Yeah, exactly. No. exactly. No. You know, no. but... Uh, if I identify it, as a toilet, why not? Yeah, and it just even makes it better because he's on the Cleveland Browns and the nickname oh, of it. Oh, no. I, I, did not, I did not put that together. Now, I, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just it's just fantastic. Andrew, but, where yeah. are you? Where's where's our moral compass? you got to stop this. We, we oh, kept okay. it PG straight up. Like, you know, I didn't even say what the second <laughs> thing, you know, it, it just has something to do with, like, Steamboat Willie as, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse. But, um, yeah. yeah, Big Papa Dumps, and I will let you know now with a weekly routine what Big Papa Dumps and then the Argentinian Ace is doing oh, in his weekly fantasy football. Because I hate fantasy football now because it took too much of my life involved. You get the anxiety. But two, two, two leagues needed me as a fill-in, and I popped in. Uh-huh. One money league, one non-money league. So, cage time? Cage time? Yeah, uh, Vegas Golden Knights, they're up one nothing right now. So that's Who that's... do you want to win out of that? Uh, Andrew, Let, let's pick on that because I, I didn't pick into it. So, Andrew, real quickly. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, Western Conference, who would you rather face if the Lightning do make it? Because um, Golden Knights would be a team of destiny at this point. Yeah, I, I'd rather, well, I don't know because Kudobin has just Take been on poison. fire. Yeah, exactly. Um. But then Leonard and Flurry are both are both pretty good too. And then you know, people will be rooting 
for the Vegas uh, for the Golden Knights as the underdogs if if they were to face us. I mean, surely if I if I wasn't one of the teams remaining in the Eastern Conference, you know, I I would love to see Vegas win it all. You know, mm-hmm. you know, three seasons in, they win their first Stanley Cup. You know, talk about a great story, but uh, I don't know. I'll have to see how the rest of the series a series plays out. Yeah. Uh, because I can see positives and negatives to both teams. Um, Just but, a, a, seven games, a triple overtime in game seven, basically, so that they're tired. <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess I guess what I'm really rooting for is another, like he said, you know, every game goes to overtime. Well, not every game because one of them has already passed. But six, it goes to seven. Six of the seven games goes to overtime. Uh, a couple of two and three OT games in there. Uh, everyone is just dead tired, and we win in like four or five, and we get the rest versus rust thing again. Uh, that's what I'm rooting for. But um, as of now, it's I guess I, I don't know. I'll have to see yeah. what what plays out. All right then. All right. Well then, let's head on over to the cage as we have a. Minute 30, Brooke Lopez shooting some shots right now. I'm so. either going to shout or it's going to be good. Um, am I graphic on? All right, let's yeah, do this. Let's do Welcome, it. everybody, to your weekly Truplex, The Cage with Charles. As you know, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a song. It is a dance. It is poetry emotion. It is many things, including what Superstar Billy Graham hates to say that I say it is because I really do believe it's ballet. It's just very physical, right? It's a story about men and women chasing championships, Friendships dissolving, friendships getting back together, two people just trying to beat the holy hell out of each other, and then more or less it's about Vince McMahon just being like Kid Icarus, flying to the sun until his wax wings melt down and he falls, but the problem is Vince is so smart he has a damn parachute in the man. <laughs> so golden I'll start too. the golden parachute, because I'll start with it, because as we're watching NXT right now, congratulations Finn Balor! We finally got, like, another part to it. He won the NXT Championship today in a pretty good match against Adam Cole, which it was on a pay-per-view. It was not. It was just here, so that means there was commercials. It ends with Balor doing the uh, 1916 DDT off the top rope. Very good for him. He's probably going to hold that title until Karrion Cross comes back to murder him, basically, and then Finn can go back onto the main roster, as all things should be. Is it time for Adam Cole to get called up? I don't know. I don't know what you're doing down Undisputed. There's a lot of uncertainty because you got call-ups, you got people sick. Okay, I'm watching the Heat game. It's the last minute. We're going down to the wire, just like I'm watching it. I'll be going to be successful. Let's do this. But a lot of things kind of happen. So Vince McMahon's kind of a goon and a bad guy because wrestling, there's two goons, but I didn't want to do like the goons for them in means of spoilers. But for first off, is Vince is a goon because he put an edict out there to talent saying that you cannot use... The wrestling names that we have given you, because guess what, guys? The wrestlers, you know, Hollywood Hulk Hogan's not really Hulk Hogan. His name's Terry Bollea. Sorry to tell you this. The Rock is not The Rock. He's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Stone Cold Steve Austin is now legally Steve Austin, but that was not his real name to begin with. So there was the the idea of if you're using the wrestling name, trademark, copyright of the name that we give you to promote with a third-party brand, such as Cameo, Mixer, AJ Styles, um, and a few other things, Twitch, we're going to possibly fine you, suspend you, or fire you. 
And there was a lot of messy reports that came out there because there was a miss-up, and there's no clear honesty towards it. But I'm very curious because, you know, the big controversy of wrestling is that they're considered to be independent contractors, so they don't get the health insurance that Vince wants. But now you're putting an edict out there that you can't use these names or your own names to provide a platform, especially since their contracts, they're only getting the downside contract payments because there's no live touring, they're not getting merch, stuff like that. So there was some controversy, misinformation, possibly, can't see me, but quotation marks, about misinformation. Man, Chris Milton, you got some weird eyes, dude. Um, oh, my God. You know, it, just things I notice. Um, coming into it where even oh, if you... Oh, I forgot a goon. Well, I is it... A, is it, I have like two goons wrestling. Is it a wrestling goon? Because I'm sure I can jump no. on No, oh, gosh, it was a tennis goon. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I was surprised too because I was expecting you to go from there. But yeah. oh, we could well. circle back into it. Yeah, we could circle no, back into it. I saw it. tennis on the score crawl. I'm like, oh, gosh, darn it. The one time we talk about tennis. Oh, but continuing. So the idea is Sorry. that there was misinformation. Two nothing Vegas. Oh. Ooh, team of destiny. Um, there was... Hey, that's a foul. That's a foul. But there's misinformation about them using you using the real names of Vince saying, we even own your real name. So, for example, AJ Styles is known as AJ Styles, but his real name is Alan Jones, or The Undertaker is known as Mark Calloway. So if you have your own damn, like, cameo, go from there. So this ruffled a lot of feathers. Because imagine, you know, and, and so I have other friends who like wrestling. Surprising, right? It's not just me on this island. But they're mm-hmm. like, can you do that? And I'm like, well, if I have Trujillo Law Firm, and you're doing things outside the area of law, but you're still projecting us through your law firm. No, 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 no. So I get it on a business sense or Vince, but stop trying to have your cake and eat it too, but poisoning the rest of the slices so other people don't eat your cake, even though you it's, know your cake's poisoned except so, for that one so, slice. So the controversy is uh, wrestlers... I don't want you making money without the, me yeah, paying you. Yeah the, yeah, the wrestlers outside in their capacities outside of wrestling using their... Check or maybe kind of like college name, like this an image. Their their brand. Yeah, plain and simple. But Which, what about what about the wrestlers who can't get TV time and they have to find a way? Zack yeah. Ryder, now Matt Cardona. What about like? The people who like Xavier Woods, yeah, Austin, and, give me the shout out. He does up, up, down, down, which is video games with wrestlers. I absolutely love it. I watch it. It's hysterical. He loves Mario, you know, and all this other stuff. But you can't do that, brand. Are you gonna put those restrictions? Can you put those restrictions? What are you signing your life away on when you mm. take that contract? And if you say that you're an independent contractor, but you're also in charge of all the names, rights, and likenesses, don't you buy obligations? Have to give them workers' comp or insurance or anything of that nature. What are I mean, you doing? So it's basically like being on the job all of the time. Like if if, <sighs> if, if the if the WWE is allowed to. Uh, no, I, I'm going to tell you really off what of it, you in a sense like that, but uh, not that. I'm going to tell you the way it is. It's the fact that I am a contractor. I'm a construction guy, and I go pick up people who are undocumented. But you know, I'm going to pay you less. I'm not going to let you have the health insurance, but you should be grateful I pay you. If that's like the way my brain works with it, not to make it political. Yeah, no, no. I, you know, but that is the perfect way to address it to where you are still, because that's the thing too. If there's a particular hand that you have, you can't work Do with the other Do you see the guy. screen right now? No, I'm sorry. What was up? Uh, Homer Simpson uh, with a top hat and a mustache. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> so, they're changing. Like Paige went from being Paige to Sarah Bevitt's her real name. Yeah. Coming into it. Oh, we won this game. Um, but that kind of sucks because, I mean, people know you as the character that you play bigger you know? question 
but bigger question, if I have name, brands, rights, and likenesses, and I had it coming before I went to WWE, I signed it, and then I get fired from WWE, I have to create a new mantra. I have to create a new character. I mean, sheesh. Yeah, that's that's true as well. I mean, could you say it's akin to, like, let's say, uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays Iron Man. And yeah. Iron Man is dead. All right? So, uh, Iron Man... Spoilers. Who cares? <laughs> Fifteen I, months later, I, I, I don't. I don't even watch the Marvel movies, but I know what happened. Everybody knows what happened. All right. All right. Bruce Willis is dead too. Okay. Um. <laughs> so. Um. Uh. What was it? Uh, this. This. Three zero Vegas. Oh wow. Oh, they're pouring it on. Yikes. Ninety nine. Ninety two. Yeah. Um, Dallas. Not doing Tobin any favors. The last two goals have been on the power play. Oh, yikes! Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's just rough on your goaltender. Um, all right. So, what was it? What was I? On? Oh, yeah, I, Robert Downey Jr. It's almost like, well, let's say I'm 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 looking I'm using maybe the WWE's thinking about this, and um, uh, he he was he played Iron Man. I, I would assume that Disney would have a problem if he's basically going on a Twitch stream. As hey everybody, Iron Man here, and using Iron Man's name likeness and all that stuff to promote himself and profit off of that. Maybe that's the same thinking. Like hey, we own your character, thus, uh, much like it's our IP in a sense. So you can't profit off of it. You just play well, the character. Like, it's kind of like Stephen Colbert. Um, Colbert right. He he can't be Stephen Colbert. The the conservative character anymore because that's Comedy Central meaning Viacom. IP. That's their intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Um, which he kind of got around by saying that he that Stephen Colbert has a cousin also named Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Um, which I guess was fine with Viacom's legal department. Yeah. Um, but you know he, yeah, he can't use Stephen Colbert he, anymore. He can't uh, assume the role of that character on. And CBS. then update on the goal. It was waved off due to goaltender interference. It's kind of funny because uh, was it CBS is Viacom? So, well, there's no, no, subsidiaries, I think. Or maybe uh, I don't remember. Honestly, I can't remember who owns whom anymore. Yeah. It's all going to get owned by Disney. We all know it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but whoever, whoever owns Comedy Central said no can do. Yeah. Um, so Stephen Colbert is gone. And now is Stephen Colbert on the show by Stephen Colbert. <laughs> and yes, that does make sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, um, I t- t- so yeah, that's, that's kind of so, my thinking of what WWE is trying to do, which I know is sleazy. Yeah, when it comes from it's them, business, yeah. but I, I can kind of get it. So the rumor is is that it came down because Lana was doing an energy drink commercial and benefiting off that using the Lana name. So talents disgruntled. Obviously, I would be pissed off too because if you're saying I'm not I'm I'm B not A, then B should be able to branch out anywhere, and. What that means is I don't know. I'm waiting to see what someone's going to – because here's the thing. if There's a difference between saying yes. and doing. So if you're yes. frustrated, you know, it feels good, right? I'm, if, watching, it, I'm watching, yes. 
you see, it, it just just like Finn Balor winning the title, it's all right in the world. Um, but we don't know what the punishments are because it. When you, how do I want to say this delicately? When you have accusations, allegations of some of your talent being, you know, child molesters for all intents and purposes, or rapists, and you keep them on the ball, or if they've been using the steroid stuff and you're keeping them the wellness program and not firing them, but them trying to make money on their own brand—that's the worst thing. Come on now. But morality means nothing in the business, and we all know this. Um, so it's an interesting dilemma. It's still developing because who's going to see the, the charge that comes into it? Uh, small briefings in wrestling. SmackDown's excellent right now. Recently, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. Love the pairing. It's so good. They're continuing with the story with The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Raw's whatever, but that's because it's just conventional. NXT's been pretty fire. Um, but I want to keep it short to talk about the other big wrestling corporation that's out there in my eyes, AEW, aside from New Japan, but New Japan wasn't really doing anything. We talked about them last week. AEW had their pay-per-view all out. There was a nine-card match that kind of came on, and you know there was a couple of things that were in there. Lance Archer won an elimination, Battle Royale, Casino Royale thing, to get number one contendership against a winner. Matt Hardy versus Ch- uh, Sammy Guevara. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Hikaru Shida defeated Thunder Rosa to retain her title. Um, FTR beat Kenny Omega and Adam Page to, to win the AEW Tag Team Champions. FTR used to be formerly known as The Revival. They were like, F you, Vince, we can go over here now, and they won, so good on them. Orange Cassidy defeated Chris Jericho. Good, I'm done with this feud. John Moxley defeated MJF. Meh. But in the sum of things, like the pay-per-view itself was just botch galore, Botches, for those who are now listening first time, is when mistakes happen, right? So the first one is poor Matt Seidel comes as the secret entrant for the uh, Casino Battle Royale, and then he goes to do his shooting star press. I guess it was sweaty. Slips as he's doing the the shooting star press and lands on, like, his hip. And then we get to Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara, and I sent you guys that. um, Yep. That, that tweet. So, long story short, they're on top of some compactor, compactor or lift, and the spot was that they were supposed to go through the table where Sammy tackles Matt. They were too close. Matt's head just hits the pavement. He's out cold, guys. Like, I know wrestling, and I know when it's really real of an injury, and mm. I know it's a storyline injury. He, here we go. He looks like he got knocked out by Mike Tyson. If I had to conceptualize what a regular average man would look like getting knocked out of Mike Tyson. It's when Matt Hardy's head is... And the camera was smart because whoever was the producer, good on them because they knew it was going to go folly and they switched it. Oh, just looking at it now. Oh, it is rough. It is rough. So, you know, I... Yeah, I got to turn that away. (laughs) It's tough. And I've seen, like, Japanese death matches or Texas death matches coming into wrestling. But it's that pavement hanging the floor. And luckily, he came out healthy, no concussion, allegedly, because wrestling is also about what? Keeping secrets. Like, listen... I'm going to say it right now, even though this is not AEW, let me give you an idea of how bad wrestling is. At Over the Edge pay-per-view, when Owen Hart broke his damn neck and died on his way to the hospital, Vince McMahon kept the show going, you don't know what people be doing for dollars. So here comes into my secret goon, my true goon of the week, AEW management for letting Matt Hardy come back to continue the match, despite the fact that he was not good. Not at all. And it ends with them climbing up on a... Because um, it was it was like a broken rule, so it was really like last man standing. They had to climb up top of one of the uh, 
I'll call him like a pillar, but I don't know what to actually call it. But like just up on the stage, and Sammy Guevara fell through the table. But Matt's not there. He's woozing around. He's trying to fake it that he's okay. And now he's trying to stumble as he's climbing up. You shouldn't have done that, man. That's a bad move. This is people's health because it's not even just him. It's also his talent that he's working with, which is Sammy. And they they said he didn't have a concussion. I'm sure. But he, his brain's a little scrambled right there, pal. And the idea that I have with it that's a problem is that you did it, and I know why you did it, allegedly, is because the story was if Matt loses, he's done with wrestling. This is wrestling. There's plenty of people who have retired and come back. Mick Foley's retired like four times and has come back. You know, the only ones who don't truly retire or who truly retire are the dead ones. Yeah. Hulk Hogan will come out right now. Ric Flair, Ric Flair came out of his retirement to wrestle in TNA because he was broke. You could have found a way because that's super dangerous. And here's the thing. That's not even like a typical kind of botch where someone's bloody or anything of that nature. That, that's one of the rare times I've seen a cold, stone-cold knockout. Yeah. And that, that, that kind of arena floor is much different than if we fell onto the, the damn like street, you guys. The, the mixture and the concrete that was there, not cool. Yeah. I know, I know. But Charles... You've seen, like, you know, Abdullah the Butcher cut himself up. It's different. It's the impact. You see his neck just snap back, and then someone says, oh, the doctor says he can go back in. What, is, what, 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 what doctor? The, your kid? The one who's like, let's play doctor with his little girlfriend or boyfriend in the tent when they're six years old? It's like, I diagnose you with a bruise, boo-boo, because Matt's, like, lumbering around. Yeah. He's not fine. Oh, and you're not alone with the sentiment either. People are like that. They should have just called it. It should have been like, oh, nope. Yeah. Yeah, they got the SpongeBob wrestling memes here. Oh, this is an account? It, what the heck? Let me give you the universal language that you guys know. When I, you see the ref go the X mark yep. with their arms, that means mm. it's legitimate. Okay. And Aubrey Edwards. Well, well, wait a second, Charles. I've heard that occasionally they'll use it as kayfabe. Yeah, yeah, and but we we addressed that a little bit earlier. Sort of, like, that, man, you saw that's not clear. She looked, she touched his neck. Yep. He wasn't reacting. She went X immediately, and they stopped the match. He was out for like a cool couple but then minutes. He they came stopped back. the match. Yeah, because you know AEW cares about making everything about the product. Because the pay per view was not good. The reviews for the pay per view top down were not good. Like, you know, the match that was supposed to be good, which FTR versus Omega and Page, was apparently not good. The Battle Royale was just botch city. Darby Allen also took another botch, too. They put him in a body bag of thumbtacks, and they powerbombed him over the top rope. Brian Cage did, and it looks like he landed on his neck, but who knows. But look, some wrestlers want to die. That's fine. You know, you, you, it's, it's a carny. I've always told you guys that. It's, it's a circus, right? And you have to do those weird, abnormal things. Some people breathe with fire. Some people, you know put swords down their throats and come out, and then some people just, you know, fall from a damn compact or a lift and then want to proceed with it. But not cool. And that goes to show that what I always tell people is, yes, we know wrestling scripted. You might call it fake, but I don't see no football player taking a bump like that for less money, mind you, severely less money. Mm. I don't see baseball players ever getting that kind of physical, dropping 20, 30 feet. And there might be padding, but that stuff still hurts. Do you guys ever just step wrong? waking up out of bed, and you feel like my day's over, that's literally these guys every day. No amount of Vicodin, Percocet, anything like that's going to heal that stuff. And then Matt, the concern with Matt is just like, you're also, you know, at, at the end of your game here. You know, you're very long in the tooth. You're like 45, 46. You're, you're, you might be more fragile, bones, tendons, everything of that nature. What you got going on? So 
bad move for Matt to be at the Real Seeker, bad move on AEW for trying to be there. All Out was just a very bad pay-per-view. It was one of those few pay-per-views, too, that which I wish I had local friends who liked AEW, because I was like, oh, I'll pay half and half. I'm not paying 50. But I heard it was so bad that it was just, what, and I heard it was boring. I'm like, ugh. So I watched the YouTube highlights. I haven't revisited besides Matt nearly get his neck broken. But that's really what I got for the Cage Class of Champions coming September 27th, they're setting things up. You're going to rematch Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. Totally expect uh, Randy to finally win that one. Mm-hmm. We're going to see how AEW deals with that kind of fiasco. And if the best thing about wrestling, you can always forget that it happened, right? You do yeah. not. That's 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 your get out of jail free card, guys. Don't acknowledge the storyline. The storyline is abandoned. It's dropped. If it only could be just like those embarrassing moments when we were in middle school telling some guy or girl that we like him, I think you cute. You want to go dance with me? He's like, no, and we wish you could forget about him. We can't do that in real life, but we could do that in wrestling. And I think that's all I got for you this week on The Cage. Very big ups to Finn Balor and very big ups to the Miami Heat who are now the Eastern Conference Finals, man. Yep. First time since uh, 2014. And you know what? No one has going far. No, uh, I didn't even have us going far, but yeah. you know. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh yeah, uh, quick goon, uh, Novak Djokovic. I mean, come on, dude. Seriously, there come you on. go. Yeah, come on, dude. Just uh, calm down, all right? Sheesh. Uh, I know it was a uh, accident and frustration, but nah, no, no. All right, just come on. Get it together, all right? Just sheesh. This is why Mario doesn't play with you, all right? <laughs> hey, Mario was in that Mario Tennis Aces commercial. Rafi Nadal. That, that's who he was with. Right, Mario's what, big leagues, man. Yeah, Mario. Mario doesn't have time for that. No. Djokovic is just a joke. No. Oh. All right. All right. So, uh, I think we're done with this. Uh, all right. Next week, I will do the contest for the pennant that I have to give away. Uh, so, whatever. Look forward to that. I'll figure out how we're gonna do it. I'll promote it all week, and. Uh, We'll see you guys next next week. All right. Good night, everyone. Bye. Adios. Take care. Yeah. Get, get Crusader Kings three. Get it. And uh, what was it? As far as the eye can see. As right? far as yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's something. Just go buy stuff that we advertise, please. Yeah. All right. Bye. Ball one. He let that one get away from him, Ben.